0: oh is it still echoing I don't think so yay Oh, it's not echoing go team oh perfect <laughs> go Back team time. random yes. luck <laughs> I did nothing but drink this beer and I fixed the problem
1: you will always find me and I will always find you
0: yes will we always lose each other too is that our f-
1: you will do as I say or you or what you'll ruin my life you'll do your worst Because I will always do my best.
2: No. Not magic. science. Two True Freaks presents Hope of All Trades. Hosted by Hope Molnaks. Talking like a man and fangirling like a lady since 2010.
1: Oh, that's too obvious. You gotta hit the door. You know, like, just like, like, kick it like you're bored, like, or like, like, stumble into it. Like, oh, I didn't, you know. Just hit the door, okay? Everyone wants some magical solution for their problem, and everyone refuses to believe in magic. Have the peasants no soap then? We well, just take this damn spell off me. What's the name of the place we're headed, Captain?
0: Neverland. Hi. Okay. So we watch a show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have been so out of the fandom. We're, we've been keeping tabs on the fandom, but we haven't been watching the show. I'm not going to watch the show until the DVDs are on. I'm going to be like, binge, 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 binge.
2: <laughs> See, I'm waiting for them to hit Netflix. That's that's what I'm seriously waiting for.
0: Yeah. We've been binging on The Orange is the New Black on Netflix. It's awesome. Okay. My binge has
2: been... Um... I need to admit this. Well, I actually know I don't because it's one of the best shows on TV, but Gravity Falls. I've been trying to do a catch up on that.
0: I've been wanting to watch that one, but this one doesn't. Yeah.
2: It's, it's so it's good. Animated.
0: Alex. It's oh, animated. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's animated. Okay. It's so good.
3: I thought you watched animated stuff when I was at work.
0: I do watch animated stuff while you at work. <laughs>
3: Oh. I heard that one. <laughs> that'll just that'll lend an air to this whole interview and like it really so yeah. exciting. We're like in our dark mansion in the woods. Oh no, no, no it's uh,
2: it's Victor coming. Carving He's coming down with, like Resurrect like Gerhard. That's right. It's <laughs> not gonna
3: happen. It might happen.
2: Okay. Um Since we're, we're ready too much talking about it, let's just, you know, jump right into it. Alright. So uh thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs> Yes, best intro ever. <laughs> hey guys. Um, welcome to, to a be. brand new episode of Hope of All Trades where I apparently just cannot talk at all because I'm running on like three hours of sleep. Anyway, um I have my some of my favorite ladies on the internet with me today. Um they run this great podcast, maybe about this like little show that we happen to watch called Once Upon a Time. I maybe have talked about it before, I don't know. Um would you like to introduce yourselves, ladies?
0: Sure. Um, Umbree?
3: I am Alex. Boy, that was exciting. <laughs> I think the running on three hours sleep is something that we all share today. Yeah. But who cares? We are going to plunge forward.
0: Our podcast is <laughs> Other Side of the Mirror, and it's an Evil Regal podcast. It's a little bit centered on Regina. However, we talk about her in relation to everyone else on the show, and we do a full episode of recaps.
4: So, uh, why
2: a
3: Regina podcast? I'm going to let you take that one, Alex. Because evil characters are always better than good characters. They're more interesting. Occasionally, you'll be in a fandom and they'll write, like, the hero really, really well. But I always like the anti-heroes on the evil. And, what, she's hot? That's yeah. part two. Part two. three. I think that through two seasons that our choice to pick Regina has been validated because that's the only storyline they've really stuck with. And mm-hmm. done a very good arc. And it's been re- well-written, compelling. And there's a lot of different... Things. Every, every relationship she has on the show is very different and mm-hmm. I don't know, I think it's fraught with a lot. What
0: do you think? I think so too. I think also that there aren't that many female anti-heroes on, on TV. I mean there's more now.
3: More than when we started.
0: Than right? when we even started, yes. But I think it's just interesting because, well, not every character is evil or good. I mean, I think there's a lot of people are shades of gray. And it's just fun to kind of explore this idea of the female villain and how she's seen as opposed to the male villain, which is why we started doing this in the first place because we were just amazed at how people would see Rumple Stillskin as this like wounded person at times when, when he, he had, had done, done some bad yeah, when he had yeah, when he had done some bad things too. And so, you know, using your background in, in legal stuff, we, we just in came across shades this. Shades of gray?
3: Using you you, you your background in shades of gray, Alex.
0: Not 50 shades of gray. <laughs> <laughs> Not 50 shades of gray. Uh,
3: you're turning 10 shades of red.
0: Anyhow, that, that's our spiel. You're probably going to have to edit this. I'm sorry.
2: No, no. I would love listening to you guys you're like the lovers you are. <laughs> My favorite star cross internet lovers. It goes on
4: like
0: twenty four hours a day. Oh God, because we're nerds.
2: Oh my God, you guys love each other so much. <laughs> you guys yeah. are my favorite ladies on the internet right now. Oh, when you when
0: you that's see high us, parade. when you see us in and uh, hopefully at Enchanted Con, you you'll hopefully you'll be saying the same thing. Why are you saying hopefully?
3: I don't know why she is. She's
0: no. I mean, I mean like. If oh, we was like, don't say things changed. No, no. no
3: I mean, Ugh. the only thing that could possibly change. Is just they
0: canceled or something. I'm just saying. Is it's our just... relationship with show? Yes,
3: which it I... really hasn't yet. I
0: would still go, and I would just complain loudly.
3: I think, I think everyone knows that we would complain loudly, and rather than just quit podcasting, actually, I just, I just keep on saying, but they're still good in the show. <laughs> and then you'd
0: be yeah, because
2: wasn't it like on you guys' show, you guys were like giving it so many chances, and Bria was on like chance seven. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, but when you get to the end of the season. Then the last episode is like, well, this Ugh. is a great episode. So, okay, so it, we feels. made it through okay. So many
0: feet.
1: Right? We, yes. It was
3: an up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. It ended on an up note. Yes, I think. it did. It did. So. And mostly per- it was like
2: up, up, up till about the time Cora died, and then it just dropped and plummeted, and it kind of crawled back to okay, though.
3: Okay, that's a great way to explain it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's how I kind of figure it out. Because I really loved everything. Now as we jump ahead, like, 12 points. Um, I really loved everything up to the, through the winter hiatus. Like, those first, like, six or seven episodes to Queen of Hearts, I thought was the strongest point of season two.
0: Yeah. And then once Cora died, it was kind of like they didn't know what to do after that. A little bit. I mean, they knew what to do as far as Regina. But the whole Tamara and Greg thing, I am so over it.
2: Well, um, we'll sure. get to that one yeah. second. I, I do want to okay. uh, talk a little bit of news. Oh, okay. Yay. Yay. So, as of the time that we are recording this right now, Comic-Con starts tomorrow. I'm so stupid excited for Comic-Con.
1: <laughs> I'm not even going to wait, and
2: I'm stupid excited for Comic-Con. Yeah, we are, too. Um, I know, because like this is like the biggest time of them revealing, pretty much, any information over the summer. And we're gonna have both Once Upon a Time and Once Wonderland there with casts
0: and crew. Guys, I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> we're excited for the Once Upon a Time part. I'm not really that excited for Once Wonderland yet. Really?
3: I just can't get into it. I um, I don't know. I thought the trailer was decent. Yeah. I'm gonna get. I'll, I'll give him a chance. I'll give it a chance. Yeah. But.
0: I mean, we're not podcasting about Once Upon a Time Wonderland. If anyone's wondering that, we're not going to do it. As far as we know. As far as we know, we're not doing it. Is it going to be one of those things that, like, you might give it a nod
2: for the episodes? Because, like, there's a lot of potential in Once Wonderland that I'm liking about, you know, them crossing over between the two.
0: Well, you know, trailers sometimes don't show you the real thing. I mean, there's been shows that I've looked at trailers of and said, no, I don't want to watch that. And then I've watched an episode and changed my mind. So you never know. I'm going to go in it with an open mind. I just want my show back. That's all
3: I want. I do think they've made it clear that they view it as an extension of the world, not a separate world, not a separate timeline. So they want the door wide open, I think. They want all those people to cross over to the other show. That's the way I look at it. Because I think they want the show to survive and not get canceled.
4: So Yeah. Yeah.
2: Though, um, I was listening to the latest episode of Once Podcast, and Daniel and Jenny came up with an interesting point about how, like, it'd be cool for every every season. It's a spinoff, so, like, this season is Once Wonderland, and, like, next season could be, like, Once Oz, and the season after that could be, like, Once Neverland.
0: And
2: I can find that. Yeah, and, and every season is just tells the story of a different world that and how it ties back into Once Upon a Time.
3: They could do that. And it's interesting, though. I'm trying to figure out how they continue once, the baby, the their baby. How do they continue that when all those other worlds are being explored? Of course, I'm going to trust right now that they can do that. Yeah. Absent any real evidence to the contrary. I'm hesitant. Yeah. I'm hesitant I mean, I'm excited I see for the first Com- episode. I'm excited for Comic-Con, because I want to hear what they all say about it. And then I love to watch the fan reaction. That's what we love to do,
0: oh, is watch
3: everyone freaking out everywhere. I love it.
2: I'm They're so glad freaking- I have to work Saturday, because all I want to do Saturday is sit at my computer and watch Twitter. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I have to work holiday Saturday. I was just like, oh my god,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. People were freaking out before... Um, it was, you know, they were freaking out a couple weeks ago when Lana was supposedly not coming. So, I can't even imagine the pure fan freak out that's going to happen once it's actually here. And she's now going.
2: Oh. <laughs> I, like, honestly, I just look at Twitter and, like, 90% of the people I follow on Twitter are at Comic Con. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That's not fair. I know. Like, I, and because a lot of my, actually, like, close personal friends are in the comic book industry and so they're going, and I'm just like, I'm just going to sit here in my bedroom and, like, curl it up all and sob.
3: <laughs> oh, that's so unfair. I would love to go. I, I, that's yeah. one of our things we want to try to do.
2: Yeah, that's a Before that's a this s- list. show ends, yeah. Yeah, yeah sp- that's, that's my geek mecca.
3: <laughs> it really is. And now every show and every project and everything shows up there. Ponies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ponies.
0: Agree. Oh. we have to do a pony episode. Are you caught up yet? Not yet, but I do have the whole book that has all the episode guides, so we're, we're good. Yeah, I the only one I really actually want you to watch is the last
2: episode, because there's a big old plot thing in that one, and the songs are great in that one, but I'm still on the fence about how I feel about it.
0: Princess Twilight Sparkle? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into that.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm still on the fence about it, and I also broke down and I saw the Equestria Girls movie. It was actually surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be. It wasn't great. The show is still, like, way better. But it wasn't terrible. I'd watch it for free, which I did on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, so, um, I'm, I'm excited about seeing the announcements for Comic-Con, and I kind of hope they want to have this announcement where they're like, Hi, I'm Adam, and I'm Eddie, and we're making this guest announcement about our new conceptual writer, and she's going to come join us, and her name is Hope Molinax, and she's going to come live the American dream, and I'm going to be like, Okay, yeah, and I can dream.
3: I hope that <laughs> happens. Oh my god, you don't Because even... then we can direct our complaints, like, right to you. That's true. Can... Hope, fix this now.
0: Fix this now.
2: I mean, I, to be honest, I'm... So Adam started following me like two months ago, right? And I don't know why he still follows me.
3: I know, well, you know what he like. He does follow some fans. He likes so what they have to say. He must like your opinions, what you have to say. I He follows everybody. The people he follows have really strong opinions, which I think is cool. It's not mm-hmm. just people that are like, "I love everything you're doing. You're great."
4: So, so I'm posting,
2: like, good... fan theories and original character stuff on my Twitter. I mean, I've sent you guys some of it, too, but, like, that's the st- kind of stuff I'm posting. And so now I'm just like, why is he still following me?
3: Maybe he'll pick up some of your, your work and yeah. use it.
2: And if he does, I'll write and be like, hey, hey, can I copy your apprentice? Because that has my name on it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, please. I'll just get you coffee all day. I don't care. I just want my name on it. <laughs> I'll rub your feet and I don't even like feet and I would do that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like the mole in the room. It's high praise, Adam. They're gonna make you sign a confidentiality agreement. Like you cannot disclose uh. these conversations that occur in this here room. Except right. for on
2: Tumblr
0: anonymously.
2: I'd have to like oh, have to yeah. come for like my once upon a time snipers. <laughs> exactly. they like come for me, man. Alright, All right. and so also we have date announcements. Uh, once Upon a Time is re- uh, premiering on September 29th at eight, uh, 8 o'clock, which is its normal Sunday time. And then Once Wonderland is going to premiere at, uh, on October 10th at 8, and that's going to be a Thursday time slot, and I think it's sharing it before Grey's Anatomy.
0: Oh, okay.
2: I don't understand why Grey's Anatomy is still on.
3: I cannot believe either. it's still on. I've never been a Grey's watcher, really, So, uh, and the two of them together make no sense.
0: So is it leading in with... Scandal or Scandal leading is Scandal before Grey's Anatomy. It's after. Oh, okay, cool.
2: See, my problem with Grey's Anatomy is I really like the show and I watched it early on, but there was one episode. It was like a three part series where this ginormous ferry boat crashed, and one of the, like the main character like apparently died. And she saw her mother in the light and her mother ended up dying in her place because her mother was in critical care and told her to go back to the light and go live. <laughs> and then the, on top of that, like while she's having this like outer body experience, one of her friend doctors was in surgery. And when he found out that she had been hurt, he walks out of on his patient to go stand outside her door and see if she's okay.
3: No, no, no. That's when I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Bad Shonda. I'm sorry. Wow. I I, I love my shows, but I generally, I'm willing to let them go at a certain point. After eight, after seven, eight, nine years, it's really tough to have good episodes. And that may have been early on, but.
2: Yeah, that was like, like a season three episode. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was a very... I stopped watching once after that. I don't even... Or not once. <laughs> no, I have not stopped watching once, guys. We would not be having this podcast. Um, <laughs> I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy after that.
0: I can't believe she can do Grey's Anatomy and then do Scandal. And, you know, Scandal is just so good and so well-written and just... It, it's it, it's thrilling and then she writes Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, those are horses of a different color. That's Ugh. how I
2: feel about American Horror Story and Glee. Yes. I,
3: oh, man. I know. <laughs> oh, Cory Monteith. Oh, my gosh. What a terrible summer. I know. For I, that.
2: Okay, so I, I stopped watching Glee this season because I just could not take it anymore. But, Thanks. but like, Cory Monteith and, like, Glee, just watching Glee in general has helped me through some of the hardest times in my life. And so when I found that out the other day, I was just a complete wreck that morning. Just a complete
3: wreck. Aww. It, yeah. for, it's, you know what, I, 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 would, I couldn't watch that show this year. I thought it was horrible. And I never liked his character, but I always thought he was such a good guy. Mm-hmm. And that's really a crushing thing. And I don't know how a show can rebound from that type of loss. Like, I feel for them. I don't even understand how they can do this show anymore. Mm.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, like... Terrible. Like, the earlier seasons of Glee were really good. Um, This season just was a train wreck. But the thing is, I thought this season, though, was Finn's best season. Because in this season, he, you know, it was his first year out of the world, first year out of high school, and he was growing up and learning how to be an adult. And there was a chunk of time where Matthew Morrison wasn't on the show, so he led the Glee club. Finn did. And so it was awesome seeing him growing up and becoming an adult. And so this was his best season, even though the rest of the season was terrible.
0: Yeah, that, once they had, um... it was just weird because it was like everybody's gonna move to New York, and you know everyone's gonna do all this stuff in New York, and then but then they're gonna go back to Lima for random events. What? Yeah. Just weird.
2: See, my problem is like, okay, I love Leah Michelle. She's beautiful. She's an amazing actress. She's great. She's a phenomenal singer. But I can't stand Rachel's character. Like, I just, I've never liked Rachel. So when she was, like, going to New York at the end of that one, so this season, I was like, yes, Rachel's off this show. I don't have to put over this
3: bullshit anymore. <laughs> Same and then, way, like, I felt. <laughs> yeah, Brie hates that character, too. And I actually don't mind her, but, yeah. I didn't mind her this year. Ugh. Oh, we were getting way off topic.
2: <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, um, yeah, those are the new dates for Once Upon a Time. It's premiering in the fall. And then also, we have a lot of cool actors that's been confirmed for season three.
3: Really? Enlighten us. We Sydney's do. back. He's oh, gonna... I know. Oh,
2: we're so excited.
3: <laughs> I love him. I love him in everything he does. every Everything. And I, so I'm so excited for yeah, that. And what, and what is he going to play? We still don't know if he's going to play his genie role or if he's going to
0: play the Sydney role or if he's going to play both. See, we don't I, know.
2: I have to wonder if this is a once uh, Wonderland crossover because Alice's lover is a genie.
3: Oh. Yeah,
2: someone. I'm wondering what a if good this idea. is going to be one of the crossovers.
3: Ooh, smart. Well, I still think Regina needs a minion, so come on, Sydney. <laughs> I'll be her <your> minion. <laughs> See, I think he's going to work for King George. Did you guys read the King George theory I posted? Yes. And I love that, because I love King George, and I don't. I haven't heard anything about him coming back. I assume he is. I don't know. Yeah. All the kings on, this,
0: on the show are jerks.
3: In a yeah, good except way. for
0: Snow's, Snow's dad was a pretty
2: good guy. He was just kind of a Yeah,
0: yeah he was just uh something happened with him and Regina. Better than that, he cared about his kingdom and all that. Um I think it's become
3: an article of faith though in the Regina Stan community. That that he King is Leopold secretly
0: was a, jerk. a jerk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's an unspoken rule. Yeah. Yeah. So we
2: got Sydney back. Um and um, like I said, I'm wondering if that's gonna be a crossover with Once Wonderland. Um, Rafael Sabarge has been seen around Steveston. Oh, awesome. So and that's what that I kid- was kind of fearing about how much they would stay in Storybrooke with this Neverland storyline. But so far, Raphael Sabarge, and then we know that Belle is back as a reg- uh, back. I don't know if she's a regular again this season or not, but they have confirmed that she's gonna be back. Um, Rumpelstiltskin, uh, Robert Carlyle was seen walking with Belle and Steve Stan a few days ago.
3: Hmm,
0: that's
2: So, yeah, I don't know how to make about that. What do you guys think?
0: He can duplicate
3: himself. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Rumble can do anything. I think that I am wary of drawing any... Anything, really, from the stills and reports coming yeah. out of Vancouver and the area, because we've been burned on that before. That's yeah, true. But it's exciting to think that Steveston is not dying, that still lives, and Storybrooke still lives. So that's a good thing. And
0: not just in our hearts.
3: And that will make all the Rumbell shippers happy. So. Yeah. I'm
2: wondering, though, if uh, they're going to be doing flashbacks then in Storybrooke, if both of them were sane.
0: That would be great. That's what I was wondering, too, if it was a moment that we didn't see last season something that they wanted to hold back who knows well it
3: does sound like they're going to be continuing on with the flashbacks and maybe not as many fairy tale land flashbacks at least that's my theory you are going to see more storybook flashbacks probably storybook and neverland i right. don't like that i'm ready for that i'm a little bit tired of fairy tale land so
2: like There's a it. few stories I still want in Fairy Tale Land, but not that many. It's a lot. okay. I want to hear everybody else's story in Fairy Tale Land that doesn't have to do with Snow, Regina, David, Rumble, Soulsk. <laughs> I want to hear everybody else's story.
0: That's not that's I want. not gonna happen. I know <laughs> they're all involved. I know Rumble will be in every single story almost.
3: Rumpel is to fairy, uh, fairy tale Land like Kevin Bacon is to every actor. Like, Rumpel, everyone... Six Degrees of Rumpel's Tusk. Everybody <laughs> runs through Rumpel. You That's your that. name of
0: your
2: episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. mean, where'd my pen go? Six Degrees of Rumpel. Degrees. more often. Give that to me, please. <laughs> it's right
3: there. I've been looking at it out of the corner of my eye. The, and then, um... Sinqua Walls is going to be back as
2: Lancelot.
0: I didn't know Ooh, that. Ooh, yummy.
2: But I have to wonder how much he's going to be back, because they're still filming Teen Wolf right now, and he is Boyd on Teen Wolf. He, and, like, Boyd's not a regular, but he's been in every episode so far this season.
3: Well, that's interesting. I was hoping to actually see more of him. Me too. I think he's a, a good character. character. Yeah. I think there's more with him in snow. Oh, I hope so. Why not? Yeah. So Break do you him up.
2: think we'll see him in flashbacks, or do you think he's actually alive?
3: I'm gonna go for a live on that yeah, one. I think so too. Cora's a liar.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree.
3: I think that somehow whatever just happened is opening up the mm-hmm. floodgates so that people from other worlds can walk right over to Storybrooke. What if what if it is what if we see him in a flashback
0: and then we see what Cora did with him?
3: And then we get to see Cora again. I've heard nothing about Barbara Hershey, but that would be great. I was can... not really tired of Cora yet, so
2: I, I think Barbara Hershey, I think, has signed on for Once Wonderland, but do not quote me on that one.
3: Okay. Ooh, I hope so.
0: Oh, that episode of Miller's Daughter was so good. So good.
2: And then the last one that I'm wondering about, this isn't a com- confirmation or anything, but it made me kind of curious. Um, a- on ABC Once's Twitter, they posted a picture of Jefferson, and they wrote, do you remember this guy's Storybrooke name? And I went, out of all the characters in Storybrooke, why bring up my baby?
3: Oh, interesting. <laughs>
2: that is
0: interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like they could have brought up anybody else, like Belle or something like that. But out of everyone, they brought up Jefferson.
0: Maybe he's gonna squeak in a little bit of a role, and we don't, and it's gonna surprise us all. And you we're know,
2: not gonna... I uh, they're they're finishing up uh, Winter Soldier right now, so I don't think he'll. My my guess is he's probably not gonna be in the first half of the season because they're still finishing up Captain America and all that. But I would not be surprised to see him in Once Wonderland, for one, in flashbacks, or in the other thing later on in Season 3, after the winter hiatus.
0: Awesome.
3: Bring it. I love Jefferson. I love Seb Stan. I think they need to bring him on to Wonderland, at a minimum. I mean, it's kind of hard to do that story without having him there at some point. So, yeah.
2: The only problem I see with that is, though, is uh, the present-day Wonderland is running alongside of present-day Storybrooke.
3: And this is going to be fascinating to see how th- these things are together are playing together. So we are going to have to watch the show to figure that out. I, I don't know. Interesting.
0: I just want to know his backstory. Like,
3: wh- Me how too. did his wife get killed? Me too. I'm. I know. I want That's the fairy tale land story. I still want. If but it's the a- thing it's is,
2: a- my thing is, it's never been confirmed that his wife. He only ever said Grace's mother. We don't actually know if it's his wife.
0: Oh, good call. Actually, good good point.
4: Hmm.
2: Yeah, though I when I was chatting with Daniel um, on my last one special, he was thing what he thinks is uh, the rules of the hat is like two people are supposed to go through, or like how many people go through that have to come back, but what happens if they went through the hat and then she became pregnant now you have three people?
0: Interesting. My mouth just dropped open.
2: That was my reaction when Daniel said that. I was like, oh my god, you just broke my heart and blew my brain. <laughs>
0: Like, what? Did she get left behind? Yeah. Did she give birth? Decide to be
3: left behind? I don't no. know. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they even know, to be honest with you. I think that I... and This is my opinion, not Brie. My opinion is I don't know that they put that much thought into all these storylines when they were spinning them out and so that they are making it up as they go along with some of these things. So I think they're making it up. And I think Daniel has a great idea... And a lot of you guys out there have awesome ideas, and you know what? They could very well go in that direction, because they don't know. All that nonsense, I'm getting ahead of myself with the (laughs) fail-safe trigger switch, whatever it is, and all that stuff, I was like made up out of whole cloth later on. was not there in their minds in the beginning of the series. It worked out. I have to wonder
2: how much is, though, because there's a lot of stuff that was dropped in season one that came up at the end of season two.
3: Yeah. Like what?
2: Um, some of the August stuff. I mean, as much as I hate Selfish, Brave, and True, when he was talking <sighs> to Emma in the Stranger, the Return, the out the the, the one where he you just find out he's Pinocchio, he was talking about uh, Phuket, the, the the island of Phuket or whatever it's called, and oh, yeah. that, that was an entire season apart from each other.
3: They definitely but, had um, an idea of the Adventures of Pinocchio,
2: I man, <laughs> That I thought <laughs> we would sad. see a little
3: more of. I really did.
2: Sorry, my phone was ringing and I wanted to see who it is. And it can wait. Then you can hear Colin O'Donoghue's sexy voice. Let me go grab my phone again. My ringtone is Colin O'Donoghue's X Band. Because I'm that kid. Actually, no, I'm becoming quite chummy with Ronan and Johnny, so I can't say anything. (laughs) Their song Smile is going to be the ending song for this. is it this one? That's Colin.
3: And are my babies. What, what, that's his band? Yeah, or, that's his yeah band. well, he uh, sat
2: down from the band a little over a month ago, um, just because he got busy, but he formed, helped form the band 10 years ago.
3: Oh, my God.
2: So, and he said, you know, like, if he ever has time or anything, he's going to still, like, record, try and record with them, perform with them, but just now with his career, there's no way he can do it.
3: Well... Hook, you're going to get a lot of Hook this year. I think he's going to be very busy on the show. It's going to be Hookapalooza.
0: <laughs>
2: we're, um, we're all going to have a bunch of Hookers. <laughs> That's my favorite fandom name is the Hookers. I know, right? Of all the names. There's nothing but that beats Hookers.
0: Teen girls going to their mom's saying, I'm a Hooker. Uh, so, and then finally, my last little bit of information.
2: Hey, guys, there's this really fun con in November coming up. I might have talked about it a few times. It may or may not be November 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Am I, I'm having a small conundrum because that's the weekend. That's also the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. But there's this little little, little thing called Enchanticon. And I may or may not be doing fan panels with Brian Alex, who I'm talking to right now. And so it's going to be completely awesome. And I'm stupid excited for it. It's going to be fun.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. They have a really good guest list now. I love it. It, I'm excited about the Blue Fairy. Yeah. I'm going to be like,
0: are you really evil? Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm seeing
2: her and Rafael Sabarge in September for Dragon Con. So... I I know. I'm hoping that I can make a good enough impression that they'll remember me in November.
0: Hand them your business card.
2: Oh, I plan to. I'm actually going to ask Rafael Sabarge... um, if he has some free time record an interview with him. Because I hear he's really good about doing that.
3: He's mm-hmm. a really nice guy, I think. He's great. Mm-hmm. And we enjoy his character, don't we? I mean... I love we, Jiminy. Archie's like my
2: top five, man. I cannot get enough really? Archie.
3: I actually think we don't even complain about him, which is rare, because we complain about everyone and everything. But no, we love the cricket. We love, cr- we love the bug. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, my top five is uh, Jefferson Whale, Our Tide. Um... Killian, Archie, and then probably a toss-up between Rumpelstiltskin out on a good day. Because <laughs> he was my favorite until Jefferson came, and then I found out who Dr. Whale well was, and they both were game changers and world changers for me, and so Rumple just kind of tumbled down my list, because then we got Killian, and I never stopped loving Archie. Though Leroy's really high on there, too. Sometimes Leroy kicks Rumple off that list.
4: Ooh.
2: Which is saying something, but I love Leroy. I <laughs> cannot get enough of him.
3: Rumpel, Rumpel was not a strong season for Rumpel, actually. I don't think. I, I was surprised. So they didn't really... I don't know what I wanted, but I wanted more there.
2: I, I thought Manhattan was probably the strongest episode for Rumpel. But it it was kind of the opposite. We're like, Regina had, like, up and downs all season. Regina, or uh, Rumpel, had kind of a downward spiral the entire time until he hit rock bottom at the very end when he thought Bellfire
3: was dead. And now... Yeah. Yeah. This is
2: the season for him to build himself back up again.
3: It should be fun to watch him interacting with everybody else, because I really think that is what I missed with Rumple. <laughs> and having them all trapped together on a boat, and it's going to be like the boat ride from hell, and I can't wait for that. I hope they do argue and right. bicker, and I would rather watch that than half of the stuff that they had in the second part of season two. So I say bring that part of it on. And I do like drag Rumple, but I don't think we're going <laughs> to see near as much of him this year.
2: Yeah, I um I still have to wonder whether or not um once he enters a magical world, if he's gonna revert to being back into Rumpelstiltskin.
3: Ooh, that's a good point, actually. It'll be fun to see what they do. I have li- literally thought this Bri, about their costuming and the makeup. Like, are they gonna be in the same clothes while they're on the boat for the whole time, or is like Regina gonna magic them new clothes? I mean, something. Well, I, can't, magic of new clothes. I can't watch them all in, in the same clothes the way that they did at the beginning of season two with Snow and 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 Emma. I was like, who's that girl, Emma, And in the same clothes for, like, a month and a half? God, no. <laughs> See, that doesn't this bother is what me I think as of. much. I think of the show. When I think of the show, that's what I think of. Um, though every time I uh,
2: think about them on a boat... There was this great post I saw on Tumblr, and they had changed just, like, one picture of all of them standing on a boat, and if you hit play, it played I'm on a boat.
0: Yes, I asked for something like that on our podcast. I said, come on, fandom, start making videos of
3: I'm on a boat. (laughs) I'm on a boat, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be great. I can't wait for all of those inevitable crack videos. I cannot Uh, wait. I'm
2: looking for it right now, because I I put it on my Once Upon a Time Tumblr, and now I can't find it. Or else I'd send it to you.
0: That's okay, we can find it later.
2: Though I have to correct one thing about my last show I put up. So last time I recorded a show about Once Upon a Time with Daniel, it was the day before they announced the next guest thing. And I was saying that it was going to be Keegan. And I ended up being wrong, because then they announced Beverly Elliot, which is the amazing granny, and then they announced Keegan three days later. So I ended up being right. But (laughs) we also have Lee and coming too, which I'm so excited. I know, and do you think they're going to get anyone else? Um, I think right now, because uh, a lot of people's asking for the main cast, but right now they probably don't even know if they can get the main cast because the way is falling, they're either gonna be just finishing up season three filming from before the winter hiatus, or they've either just will have finished season three or season three filming before the winter hiatus. So they're probably in the standstill right now that they probably don't even know who they can get at the moment. They should get Megan.
3: She's not going to be having time for that, Bree. I know, but I'm just saying they get which they get her. I think the once schedule is gonna be very intense because they're trying to do it without I, really, with no break. Yeah, so I don't know the first eleven apps or whatever. So that's it's gonna, gonna be, be crazy.
0: super fun podcasting, by the way. See
3: no you. break. <laughs> I want
2: um Adam and Eddie to come. Well, and one thing, I, one reason why Adam not to come too. is I want to walk up to him and be like, hey, why are you following me on Twitter? Um, and the second one, I would just die, and I just think it would be fun to have the writers there.
3: We said the same thing. We would love to see some of the writers there. So Jeez. Enchantacon, if you're listening, any of them, they're all on Twitter. And <laughs> I think it would be great to just listen to them talk about how they write the show and how they plan the show.
0: And I could hear Adam say the words, that's a good question, keep watching in person. <laughs> As opposed to reading it on the screen, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I um, that's what I really want. I don't want the writers and like I like the main cast out of everyone. I would want Colin O'Donoghue there because
0: I just think he's beautiful.
4: <laughs> I Hook... want
2: to gawk at him from afar.
0: Hook got pretty cute later on in the season. We I have to admit, I I thought, I thought Hook was pretty handsome in the last episode. I'll admit it.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, that's his purpose on the show, right?
0: Yeah. Pretty yeah. boy. Pretty boy on a Yeah.
3: With eyeliner. That's his purpose.
0: We're so, teasing you. <laughs>
2: I've been fighting with you guys since like his very first episode about this one.
3: <laughs> no.
0: They've, they've done a better job with his character than they did in the beginning to us. I thought that they just... I mean, I loved I liked the crocodile. And then it was like his... Wanting to kill Rumple, it was like really rushed. I don't know, it just felt weird. But then at the end, it had a really good culmination of all of it, and I was satisfied. And now I'm really excited to see you know, Hook, the guy who killed Hook's lover, um, you know, Snow, Emma, Regina, all on a boat. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's the worst combination of people. It could be on a boat. Oh, and Charming, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, my only issue I had with Hook all season, because, I mean, as you ladies know, I've been, like, defending him against you guys all season. Um, <laughs> the only thing I have a problem with is he says in the doctor that he can count the number of times he has been bested on one hand. And after that, he got his ass handed to him almost every single freaking episode.
0: Well, he only has one hand.
3: What <laughs> does that have to do Good with Good point! <laughs> Maybe that wasn't. Maybe that was what they meant by that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god, that's so terrible. There's a special place in hell for you on that. One. No, I'm just saying. Maybe that was supposed to be like kind of like a, a slide remark. Like they were like, ah, we just said he can count the number of times he's invested with one hand on one hand, and it's like, ha, ah, later he has one hand, guys. But he had <laughs> one hand at the sense. time when he said it. Oh, he did see. It's probably like a wink, wink, nudge to the fans. Like, look at how funny we
3: are.
2: He's their <laughs> he comic com- when He relief. was tied to the tree, and the troll was coming to eat him.
3: Oh, that's right. He was supposed to be their comic relief slash sex god. I think.
4: Oh, yeah. I, 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 I really want to sex god.
3: That. I want to confirm that with Adam because I know <laughs> that they man crush on him. But <laughs>
0: Adam, to, to define Hook's purpose: sex god,
3: comic relief. I think Mm -hmm. he looked pretty great in the last two episodes. We agree with that. Mm -hmm. He didn't look better than Regina, but he was. (laughs) I would put him up there. I I really would.
2: You guys will always say that. Regina is fabulous.
0: Regina is fabulous, man. Boots,
3: coat. Oh, I thought you said boobs for a minute.
0: Boots! But (laughs) boobs too,
2: man. She's like the queen of cleavage in this show. (laughs) Uh,
4: Yeah. You okay? (laughs) (laughs) You all right there?
2: Uh huh. <laughs> My favorite, favorite half-lesbians. I love you guys.
4: <laughs> no,
0: I'm just remembering the time I got to see Lana's cleavage up front. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was like... it was... last August. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> I feel like there's a story here. Please... Continue. There is a story. We still haven't
2: told the story of how we met Lana! No. You're gonna tell it right now. Go. Do you want to tell it? Do you, you, wanna tell it. Wait. you tell it. You
0: tell wanna... it. We met Lana...
2: <laughs> well that was a great
0: story you are a master
3: storyteller I'm
0: a master I thought you're supposed to be a writer I write boring stuff hope okay. <laughs> I just told a boring story <laughs> it was right after after our our little sports tournament thing and it was right after my birthday where I turned 30 Thank, oh god and <laughs> Alex messaged me and said, do you want to go to Cleveland to meet Lana? And I was like, what, 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 what is this? And she's like, she's going to be at the HRC gal. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And so we bought tickets and I had my evil queen pony that I just bought myself for my birthday and I was like, I'll get her to sign it. And so I put it in a bag and I was like, I have to carry this around
3: all night, but it was okay. It was. It's like gay prom. That's what it is. Every it's gay time, prom. Every time you go to one of these events, it's like a fundraiser and it's gay prom and everybody looks nice and there's tons of drinks. And they had great drink, great booze, wow. great free booze there at the table. I got... Um, Kudos for that. And I and got like, a rum and coke and it was just like pure rum. And she was the keynote speaker and she did a great Amazing. job and they were right next to our table and she hung out with the fans for about four hours, really.
0: Yeah, she we ended up they had like you could go in early to the vip part i guess and we were like well vip we better increase our chances of meeting lana so we got vip tickets and she was just walking around like anyone else i mean i didn't even notice her at first because lana's got a Lana's got this, like, I don't know way where, like, when you talk to her, you, you just, you're overwhelmed with, like, her personality, but she was just dressed, she wasn't dressed flashy and she wasn't acting like she was the queen at all in the in the crowd. And, I mean, I stared at her for a minute and I was like, is that Lana? And then I saw the tattoo and I was like, yeah, that's that's Lana. And I was in the, why well, you were in the drink line. Mm-hmm.
3: And then it turns out, boom, she's in the table right
0: next to her. I was
3: going to think I'm a big drunk. Dr- <laughs> No, but it was great, and I think she understood the purpose of the evening and was there with some friends of hers. Open bar. And was really great with everybody. And so we did get to spend some time talking and chatting with her, and she talked about her in character, and she talked about Emma, you know, everybody who says, they never ask about Swan Queen. She talked all
0: about it, so... We were standing right there when... Uh, I can't remember her name, I'm sorry. When a girl asked about Emma and Regina and just, you know, how that worked and Lana answered it in a very sweet way. And you know, after her keynote speech, she announced what table she was at. And then she literally was on her feet, taking pictures with everyone in the room for the rest of the night. And then before she left, I, I wanted another picture cause I blinked, I guess, in one of them and she took it. She's this total sweetheart. Aww. She's so nice. It was great. And then we went home and we were like, did this really happen? What? And that was your birthday present. That I just want to
3: get the bonus points for that again. That was out, my birthday
0: present. Out in the open, it was bonus fantastic. Point.
3: And did I? I didn't beat that this year, but I no. did give you an early birthday present. And what was it?
0: I don't even remember.
3: Ponies. Oh. I went to the international whatever pony My Little Pony thing for her. <laughs> Con. Oh yeah. I can't imagine you there. Ah.
0: Yes, we went to the we went to the the My Little Pony fair. It was oh fun. God. I'll talk about that on your show, but it was super fun. You had a good time. Got some cash to spend on some ponies. Spend some money on some plastic horses.
3: It was a good day. It was good because you loved it, and I'd like to see you when you're really <laughs> excited. And I, yeah, so it was fun to meet Lana, though. It was and, I, you know, I think it'd be fun to meet any of the of the cast. I think they're all approachable in their own way. And she's very extroverted, very open and down to earth I think and other people on the show are more shy and you know it's it's interesting and mm-hmm. fans sometimes get offended because some actors don't interact with them the way the others do and but you know everybody's different and it's it's their job but it's also their life
2: yeah. yeah And there's really is a fine balance between those things I know like some actors are really open to fans but they've opened them up themselves up to having such little privacy like I always think about Misha Collins. You know, Misha is really open with fans. You know, he's really great. He makes YouTube videos of him doing, like, cooking with his daughter and doing a cooking show with his, like, little toddler daughter. But then there's other oh, times, crazy. like, when he wants to have privacy, he's opened himself up so much that it's really hard for him to have privacy with fans.
0: I've seen that on Tumblr. I've seen people um talking about that it's a guy from
4: supernatural you
3: know I understand people getting enthusiastic and fangirling all over the place because you know what we do too but I I don't know I guess every time I've seen a celebrity or an athlete or whatever and I've seen them in private which has happened where I've seen them I, I I'm not gonna interrupt their dinner I'm not gonna glock at them either because this is not the zoo but I don't know it's great to have excited fans who are passionate about the show and for the most part I think they all get that and they all understand that Mm -hmm. but what we liked about the human rights campaign dinner is it really wasn't her saying look how great I am I'm here Mm -hmm. I made this trip and it was very much focused on the cause of of being there and why she was there Mm -hmm. and you know that's good because you you don't really want to see somebody strutting around and acting like they're superior and really she didn't there is a huge 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 contrast between who she is and who she plays Oh my gosh! Completely, it's very interesting.
0: But she did have Regina hair. That's still I was yeah, like,
3: oh. you, great hair.
0: Yeah. yeah, she had great hair. So, it it's amazing, and you know. Hopefully, people will flock to you at the at the convention and be like your fan. Me? Yeah, um, you. Right. <laughs> you will. <laughs> I'll be your fan. I'll be yours, Noob's fans. <laughs> I mean, you
2: guys, like you guys, um, don't don't tell the other podcasters because I love them just as much. But I love you guys' their show.
0: Oh, thank you. You were so sweet.
2: Like you guys are probably one of my top favorite podcasts on on right now. Like I, I absolutely adore your show.
0: Are you trying to make us feel so guilty for not posting
4: the
2: episodes? Partially. Anyway.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, know.
2: no, I'm not. But, like, it it's true. Like, so you guys do have a fan of me. Like, you guys aren't just, like, you know, my, like, friends slash, like, podcast partners slash panelist friends. But you guys are, like, one of my favorite shows on the web right now.
3: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we really, really ap- appreciate that. Because we just love talking to the fans. And it, it's just so much fun. Yeah. So... And it's like we do miss like our fans and the fans of the show and the other podcasts. We're like, oh, they're not posting. We miss it. So it's like one big family. And for the most part, uh, I think most people get along. Would you say? I think... I think we get along with everybody, and I think most people do get along with
0: everybody.
3: In every fandom, there are fights, but, you know.
0: There's fights in the pony community all the time. Oh, my God, there is. I see them all the time, and I see there's fights in, like, the Twilight community. I'm sure Harry Potter. Harry Potter versus Twilight. I mean, it just it goes on but really we're all about watching this show and what this show means to us and you know its core values as I've said on our show to me are about love and hope and beauty and truth and that's something that we all recognize in this show and yes there's a little bit of shallow there's a lot of shallow there's There's a a lot lot of shallow but you know it's it's a it's a good show in
3: it's, it's really fun seeing how people see the same scene in five different ways. And it's really great to me that I can start talking about boobs, and you bring it all the way back to beauty and truth and hope. I love that about you. You're so good.
2: <laughs> you're good. <sighs> so I, I have to know, have you guys figured out who you're going to
3: interview for an
2: Enchanticon? Blue Fairy. That's your I choice? Think-
0: I think Keegan, yeah, yeah I think Keegan. so.
3: I think we'd like to talk to her for a little bit about once, and a little bit hopefully if she's got a minute about Bates Motel.
0: Yeah, she's funny.
3: She's funny as hell on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Are you
0: gonna I ask be... her if you think she's evil? Do I? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? She won't be able to stop me asking her if, if she's evil. I'll be like, I will pay you fifty dollars and buy your drink tab if you tell me if you're evil. <laughs> I don't know. I still go with the, my theory of the blue fairy z
2: I I think she is like the entire like big bad of the entire show. There's a reason we don't have her backstory yet. Yes! Exactly! Mm-hmm. We have she's- Nova. Yeah, she's the only season 1 character that we still don't have a backstory going into season 3 with.
3: Uh-huh. And a lot of her interactions are strange. You know, what happens as a result of her interactions with the other characters. So if someone were to make a chart, for example, the different times that she's attempted to use magic or the different times when she's been called upon and showed up, it does not paint a picture of somebody who's, like, an all-good fairy. And you know what? I would think maybe she'll have a big role in season three. I mean, does she know Tinkerbell? Does she know the the Neverland fairies? Do all fairies know each other?
0: That's racist. That's (laughs) racist. i'm sorry hope i couldn't help that i didn't even hear what you guys said she said do all fairies know each other and i said that's racist
4: oh no
2: oh <laughs> see that's... i have to wonder though because um, she's like supposed to be like the all original magic so technically she's the most powerful character on the show mm-hmm. why has she not stepped in sooner to stop everything
0: I don't know and then you know when she was asked to use magic she was like oh i don't have magic i'm sorry charming i don't have it and then you know oh i don't have a wand oh look here's my wand later you know <laughs> this magic won't work oh wait three episodes later it will you know it's i just she's sketchy Sketchy.
2: My, fairy. mine is like i i always think back to like episode like four or five it's the archie episode Archie had been wishing since he was a child to get out of this terrible situation. like He's wanted it for like at least a good 10 years, and it's not until he fucks up with Geppetto's parents that then she decides to step in.
3: Yeah, it's really interesting that, that when she does get involved with people, I'm like, well, there's an ulterior motive here somewhere. And that would be really cool, because if so, they've guarded that secret really well for a really long time.
2: Yeah, the only other like best guy to see Gary is definitely Dr. Whale. Well, because David Anders knew going into first season episode one that he was Victor Frankenstein. Other actors on the show didn't know he was Victor Frankenstein.
0: I think the third guarded secret is who wrote the freaking book. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, this book, I swear. I'm going to spend all next season mumbling about the book if they don't reveal it soon.
3: Is we may not have met the person that read the book. What if the book
2: shows up in other lands?
3: Ooh, that'd be neat. It would be cool if it was in Wonderland. Yeah. And Alice was reading it or something. I don't know.
2: Because Maybe. I had a a, a, a friend, I because my I've been role-playing with a friend, and that's where I've really developed a lot of my my Rapunzel story that I sent you guys and stuff like that. Um, and she came up with this like really great headcanon about How when Alice came over to Wonderland and everything, when she came back, and this was like before they announced once Wonderland being in present day and stuff like that, this was before any of that, she was saying that like when these characters come back to our world, that's when they write the stories and the tales, and that's why we have like Frankenstein's book in our world, and that's why we have Alice in Wonderland, because these characters come over from other worlds and tell them as stories here.
3: That makes sense. It's a good one. I mean, oh, I would really love that if that was the angle they took on it. Yeah. because they the problem
2: is that. running with that one is enchanted forest runs parallel with our world, and so when all that stuff was happening wow. with snow and Regina, or in like snow and charming Regina and all that, and King George, then that's running alongside of our world twenty eight years before, you know, the events of Storybrooke, and those stories have been in our our you know, our culture for hundreds of years. So how did that one happen?
0: And David remembered reading those stories. He remembered reading Alice in Wonderland.
2: You know, I always have to wonder about their fake memories because I, before we saw Welcome to Storybrook, I was sure, like, dead sure that he was with Catherine because they have pictures together. Pictures! And then we see in Welcome to Storybrooke, from day one, he's in the coma.
3: I know, I know, They've been, I don't want to say they're inconsistent in the way they talk about that aspect of the show, but maybe unclear is a better term, because I think they think they're being very clear about who had what <laughs> memories and that they were all planted or created by Regina or whatever it is, and I'm not so sure about that.
0: Maybe she created the photos.
3: Man, she was busy. She was She was a busy lady. She's I mean, like she was photoshopping the some whole photos. City. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she was running the whole city. See,
2: you know, in- I, I think over the 28-year period, Regina changed the curse some. She had to. Yeah, I mean, especially once Henry came. And then I also will have to wonder how much Henry has an influence on weakening the curse.
3: Hmm. And does Henry, Henry himself has got some magical capabilities or something, I think we're going to find out.
0: I refuse to let go of the theory that he, Henry is going to be Peter Pan. Sorry. But Henry
3: Henry changed Regina's world, mm-hmm. and that would, I think, affect the curse and affect everyone to a lesser degree than yeah. that Emma, but still in some way. And
0: how did Henry get there? Yeah. we so, Our theory was always that August brought him mm-hmm. and then left him and the book at Snow's place. And and then Rumpel saw the baby because Regina wanted the baby, shook the baby, left the book, Snow picked up the book, put it in her classroom, and it just waited for the right reader. And it was the kid who could actually age was mm-hmm. the right reader, Henry. But since August is a little boy now, who knows? I'm still mad about that, by the way. That still so pisses
2: me off. That's my second most angriest point of season two. What
3: was your angriest point?
2: Okay, and and like, I'm very biased towards this but that's just because Archie is one of my favorite characters I really hated how they dealt with his return after the cricket game
0: me too no I agree with you it was like oh hey we just had a funeral for you and then you know oh you're back you're at the door okay bye and then then we don't see him
2: again until welcome to storybrook
0: yeah I know it's like here's this you know
3: character that losing him shattered the town and then oops well he's back okay I would say that's definitely in my top five most hated moments, probably, of the series, because Ooh, I love
2: what they Let's make this the bitching hour and talk about the, our least favorite- The bitching movie.
0: hour. Oh, you gotta get a bitching hour, Sam.
2: Because I have a big one with David, which is funny, because you guys know I've always- David? David? With David? Really? Oh yeah, I have a one that I just, like, get irate with. Okay, oh. But you go
3: first, you do yours first.
0: Alright, I'm gonna think of, okay,
3: I, I I know my number one most hated okay. of the season was absolutely selfless, brave, and true and that whole oh. turning the most inter- what could be one of the most interesting characters on the show and a very flawed character into a little boy. It was stupid, it squashed all kinds of story opportunities, it was dumb, it deprived Emma of the chance to confront and talk and learn and become creepy. a friend of his. It, it was weird and it deprived Neil of any, it was dumb. And then everyone just stood there looking at yeah. it,
0: and then, and then no one suspected no one suspected Tamara, who or Tamara, Tamara? Just Tamara. Tamara you know, even though this happened right after she arrived, ugh. And you know what? That is my number one. That, mm-hmm. And number, so, but, so number two for me is Tamara and Greg. I hate, 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 hate that whole storyline.
2: See, my thing with Tamara um, and the whole Selfish, Brave, and true thing is the fact that Emma doesn't have any more friends. Like, because now that Mary Margaret's her mom, she lost that friend. And yeah. she doesn't really hang out with anybody other than Ruby and stuff. But in season one, August was, like, her legit friend. When mm-hmm. Henry got put under the sleeping curse, August was the first person she went to.
3: Oh, sure. And I, I really saw them as, like, siblings. and But she never got to know that part of their relationship. And then she never got to confront him. He never got to explain himself. And I don't understand taking all of that away. I just don't. And, and It was so stupid and foolish. And he was such a big character in Season 1.
2: They, like, really guarded him. And then he literally vanished for the entirety of Season
0: 2. Yeah, and then, you know, there were men... Making decisions for Emma, unbeknownst to her, and she still didn't know what August did. And I was just pissed off that they they robbed that of that character.
3: He was a key character, like Hope said, in in season one. So in season two, it's like they sacrificed him to push forward what I think are kind of short-term story needs, like Greg, Tamara, and they, they gave up so much of the history of the show and the history of all of it. I just oh god I hated that. That was so terrible. Terrible. See, I think the Greg and Tamara stuff would have played out better if they as the characters
2: were more worried about it. Because Greg Mandel was yeah. there, the outsider. And then right after that we had like, you know, the tiny episode and like Cora running around. They were never really had a moment where they were like, I hope that outsider doesn't see the giant fucking like giant flying through the town. Like they never <laughs> was, like, fearing that, like, that this guy would see a giant walking through their town, or some evil magical witch going around, like, throwing people out of clock windows. That never resonated with them.
3: I know. You know, that's where I think things really got screwed up there at the back part of the season. Really, they had a lot of things that they introduced, and then it was, like, a stop and start. We should all be terrified that there's an outsider, but then when the outsider got there... didn't spend much time at all on it and it just was hackneyed and that the season should have they should have I don't know I'm not gonna say what they should have done I've
0: said before that I would have liked Tamara and Greg more if they had been there earlier in the season and there had been a a better build to it right but especially Tamara but it just felt so rushed and it's almost like they were in the middle of the season and got the First off, they got permission to do one to do Neverland. Mm-hmm. And they got the Wonderland thing and they were like, "Oh crap." And then they they crammed what they wanted to do into episodes in the back end of season 2 that they would have probably done in season 3. Cuz I think that these guys have like a they have, they have like their bible of their main characters and the arcs and the story points they want to hit. And I think they looked at it and they said, "Okay, we got to move this a different way. We have to move it a different we have to move it to a different location because we're going to go play in Neverland because they are like two boys with toys
3: with this Neverland story to me. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you make some good points. Hope, what did you hate? Oh, besides uh, the cricket? like with
2: this whole like plot thing?
3: Yeah. What would you hate? What What is your other top five? I'm just curious. Um, oh, oh, I, Sheriff David. I cannot stand Sheriff David. Oh, good. Oh,
2: thank really? God. Really? Oh, I, oh, I had there. no idea. No, I, just, oh. I love David. And I love charming, but I cannot stand Sheriff David.
0: Like, let your daughter do her job.
2: Oh, no, it's not that. It was his time as well. The big one. Okay, I have a few ones. So number one is I'm waiting for Spencer to come and arrest his ass because Spencer <laughs> is a lawyer. He's the district yep. attorney. He knows the law. And charming
3: broke into his car. And so I anything. know. I know that kind of thing drives me absolutely nuts. And I don't think he was an effective sheriff, so...
2: yeah, because he assaulted Whale. He became very aggressive with Jefferson. And he, as much as Ruby is his friend and a good guy, he let a fucking monster run around town all by herself. I know. And I know. now she had control, but at the same time, you know, when you're a sheriff and you're a prince, you're supposed to put your people first. Yeah. First and foremost. But the one that got me the most was in i think it was either evil queen or second starts to the right when he was about to go chase after greg Mandel in the warehouse and snow behind him goes david wait and he stops and lets greg go that is not okay because that is a dangerous man running around his town and he didn't listen to his wife who could have pushed regina on the bed because i double checked and the fucking bed has wheels it's a gurney. It has wheels. She could to push her And so, he like, I just, I just had in inappropriate way.
3: thoughts. I just had a whole <laughs> I just had a whole lot of inappropriate thoughts. I'm just going to say that. I don't know why. I have problems. I did not like it. I, I did, not I was just laughing cuz she was like, "It's a gurney." And I was like, oh, "I know. It, it I was-, was a gurney." <sighs> It was so dumb. It was I'm just gonna say I don't think David's a very good action hero. And when he was tolerable to me was when he was doing the dad stuff and the other stuff. When he was the sheriff, he was a bonehead and a moron. I like
0: David I liked David in season one. And I liked Charming in season one. And I'm having trouble. I don't like him when he's trying to reconcile both parts of him, and I don't like him when he's being the sheriff, because to me it's like, oh, well, Emma, let let you know, let Daddy handle this. And I'm like, no, 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 she's cool. She did it. she did it alone for years. She can do it. She was a bounty hunter for goodness sake, I, I don't know about that. I don't agree. I'll, I'll
3: disagree with that, but okay. You can disagree.
2: I, if you want. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for a sword fight between David and, and Hook. Because I know for a fact that Josh Dallas can sword fight. He was in frickin' Thor as Fandral the Dashing, who is the best sword fighter of Asgard. (laughs) That's another thing. I kind of wish David stayed under the Sleeping Curse for a long time so Josh could go film Thor too. Because I actually really don't like Zach Glavy And it breaks my heart.
3: Yeah, I'm Um, really surprised. I actually was really surprised he did not want to go that route. And that they didn't go that route.
2: I don't know. But also, I'm very biased because Fandral is my favorite comic book character of all time. Like, and, and Josh Dallas just played him perfectly. And so when I saw that he wasn't coming back to Thor 2 for once upon a time, I had a very big fangirl conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I saw David was going down to the sleeper, Chris, I was like, oh my god, he could go film Thor 2 now. And then he didn't. No.
0: And David had one job. He had one job to keep, keep that hat. oh my god jefferson's hat got more screen time than jefferson it did it did
2: oh my god that poor hat people cried over the hat i mourned because actually that's another one that's probably my number three is when hook went to wonderland jefferson didn't show up and when Stillskin went to the world without color jefferson didn't show up and i know a lot of that was because of a sebastian stan's schedule but what happens is is when rumple goes to the world without color to see victor that threw Jefferson's ca- character under the bus, because that's a world without magic. And Victor Rumpelstiltskin says in the Doctor that he cannot travel to worlds without magic without help. And he just showed up there.
0: Ah. Good point, actually. I didn't yeah. think of that.
2: Now, yeah, really, uh, my big theory is I think that Jefferson and Victor have been traveling together since they were kids and teenagers... And so they were having this huge ploy because Jefferson knew Victor needed a heart and needed this for his work. So then he, because in a way, Rumpelstiltskin had to find out about Victor's work somehow. He didn't Mm -hmm. just, you know, be like, hey, I wonder if I can randomly go to this world and find this guy who needs a heart. Yay, I did. Hooray. Like someone had to tell him about his work. And I think that was Jefferson who told him.
3: Well, I mean, I think that's one of the problems I had overall with season two is that I felt like there was a whole lot more story than what they told in The Doctor. There was, like, a lot more to it. At least I I think there was. I hope there was. And they put a lot of time into making us think there was. And then there wasn't. And it was just over and done. And whether that's because of actor availability or to make room for Neverland, I don't know. But it kind of took away one of the more interesting... I don't know. I, I like The World Without Color, and it was all interesting. And Regina never learned, really, what any of those guys did to her. I don't know. I just... They, why set all that up? Why set it all up and then just have it go away? I, I don't get it. And see, I, I want to know, like, how
2: they got there from other worlds.
3: Well, you know, I'd like to find that. I would love it if somebody asked them that question. You know, ask, ask Adam. Adam he'll,
2: add, he'll answer. I <laughs> I have. And I've also asked him whether or not Victor is from our world. He What'd he say? Uh, I never got an answer. I've never... Oh, I, I asked David Anders, too, and I never got an answer. So if I don't get an answer by November, I'm asking David Anders
3: to his face. <laughs> that that's good. A, that's I, you know what? Interview. We're going to see We're gonna see them come back at some point, I think, so. I, I think eventually. I Things think David eventually- Anders
2: has already been green-lighted for season three, too. I think I remember reading that. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: They just need... It just needed to be smoother, mm-hmm. and I think season one, they did an excellent job of having a really self-contained story... And season two was always gonna be more difficult. It usually is for shows. They have the sophomore sort of slump and their highs were really high and their lows are really stupid. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's there, right there.
3: Speaking of Neil and Emma and Tallahassee, um, sure. that was the other topic. I liked also...
2: Tallahassee initially, but like like after I watched the last uh, half of the season and I went back and watched Tallahassee, it it works a lot better.
3: I really didn't think they would, that they would do anything that made me, that would move above that for my top hate. But really... Selfless, brave and true came along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I liked Manhattan. I thought that was one of the best episodes of season two. Mm-hmm. And I thought Tallahassee was one of the worst. So it just goes to show you. I, I don't know. Maybe it's all subjective, but...
2: And no. I know Neil's not it. your favorite person. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I
3: think... You bitched about him a lot, Alex. I think I know. I think he he <laughs> served a useful purpose. About a lot. <laughs> and I think they made him in I, I think that and I, I my worst fear, and I think they may do this, is Neil is the hero of the show now. I really think they're kind of leading into that. It's like, oh, uh, I don't think it's a strong character apart from his interactions with others. I think it's a boring character on his own. And maybe Fire El- 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 trans-
2: is stronger than adult Neil.
3: Yeah, and I have a hard yes. time connecting the two together. And I guess that shows you how great their casting has been for for like Young Snow. But I can't I can't put those two together as the same person. Mm -hmm. And I think that he did a really great I I actually thought Michael Raymond James did a, a good job in the last two or three episodes. And I think his character should have ended there and been killed. And it would have been a great it would have had a great dark impact on every other character. With him living, it's just like they're setting up what I think are a whole bunch of really cliched storylines, and I want the show to be more than that. And my question for the show is, what are you doing? Are you subverting fairy tales? Are you updating fairy tales and making them a little more modern? And I think and that's what we're going to find out in season three. My problem
0: with him living is that, you know, for it, it looked like they were mirroring Emma and Regina so well. They had them changing places, which we've talked about on our show, and you know, at first it was Emma begging to see Henry, then it was Regina begging to see Henry, and they were getting a feel for who each other was. And then, you know, for her to ha- to have lost Daniel, and then have Daniel come back, and then her have to say goodbye to him, mm-hmm. and have him basically be lost to magic, and then Emma have the same thing happen with Neil. I was like, this is great. They've, you know, they paralleled their story so well, because they're like two sides of the same coin. Or like a, a negative in a in a, in a a, negative in a uh, photograph. And then, boom, Neil's alive. Oh, yeah, and here's Mulan and Aurora, these characters we didn't mention for several episodes. That's one of my hates, is that I actually grew to care about Mulan and Aurora, and then they just ripped it away.
3: Neil is going to swallow the show, I believe. And I just this don't think new. his character is that, that interesting and mm-hmm. compelling on his own, and maybe they'll write him different. Maybe he'll change, mm-hmm. but God... And then Rumple, of course, gets everything in the end. It, like, you know, Rumple struggles for an episode and a half, and, and his son's alive, so. And
0: then he brings
3: Belle back
0: just to say, hey, I need you. My son died. Hold me.
4: Uh. Uh,
2: see, I think, okay, so this is what I think that's going to happen with Belle and Rumple. Because now Belle's by herself. And we have only ever seen Belle in an episode by herself in The Outsider, where she acted on her own without Rumple dictating any of it. Thank
4: and
2: now we're back to that point because we all know that Rumple Teeter is a very fine line between a really good, great guy and an abusive relationship. Yep. And so I think that's what's going to happen is Belle's going to learn to stand on her own two feet, become independent, like because she already has a mind of her own, and it's just going to get stronger. And she's going to become her own woman. And when Rumple comes back. She's going to be a much stronger female character, able to tell him to stand down, and they're going to get really rocky really fast.
0: Okay, I would like that, see, because it not... would be, like, real. And it I... would be, like, the, you know, the feisty, plucky Belle we know of of the Disney movie.
3: You know what, I, I actually think that was a good decision to separate them at the end of that season. I know it's not popular, but I think it's really smart and really good to put the two of them up, apart so that her, her character can do something. Her and, and his, have and, his
0: agent, her agency back. Yeah,
3: and his character just wasn't written in a in a very. I don't know. I didn't like the way Rumple was written a lot of the times in season two. I mean, and you have a great actor there, so like use him, stretch him a little bit. I don't know. It was weird.
2: Do you think Storybrooke is safe?
3: I think it's safe from like extinction or nuclear annihilation. <laughs> or
2: magic diamonds. <laughs> From the zombie apocalypse.
3: Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised to see like zombies show up in storybrook I and think they showed uh, up once in the
2: show.
3: That yeah, true. Yeah, I think there's always always going to be like some threat in storybrook that they have to yeah. get rid of.
0: But you know, like kind of in like a Deus Ex Machina, um, we've got the blue fairy who now has magic, woohoo! And we have some little piece of paper that rumble gave bell which i'm sure is like a magic protection spell for a bubble and mm-hmm. you know see my thing go is go in the think library. library
3: under the dome it becomes under the dome yeah
0: To right? <laughs> tie-in cbs is under the dome no i don't think so
2: i i don't think the protection spell is going to work i think we're going to see the home office in storybrook
0: Ooh, see i don't know that would be cool yeah. i would like that who do you think the home office is See, I. Okay, so uh, are, are you guys
2: familiar with Doctor Who? No. See, there's a spin off Doctor Who called Torchwood. And Torchwood functions in the show as it was originally started to monitor alien life on Earth. And there's different branches of Torchwood. Like, there's the main branch that it's based around, like, you know, one of the companions of the Doctor. And his thing is he wants to just to defend the Earth, but he wants to find the Doctor, but he wants to do it in the best way where, like, no one dies there's another faction of Torchwood where it's like if it's alien it dies like you know it's just bad and so I think that I'm trying I'm going back before th- between whether or not this home office is something that just wants to protect the earth or if it's one of those things that it wants to get magical people and study them or if it's just flat out one of these things where it's a crazy holy wor- world and if it's not earthling it's gonna get annihilated off our planet
0: hmm I don't know I just think it's I think it's the darling family it's just too obvious.
2: I think they started it, and it was initially a good thing to find Balefire, but the mm-hmm. way Greg and Tamara talk about it, they make it sound like a holy war. war. And so, um, well, I do think Tamara's using Greg, and I think she's actually much worse off, and Greg's not as bad as we think. But um, I-, I think it's, it started as a good intention, but it has spiraled out of control to now it's being controlled by someone else. Who is like just really just terrible? I I honestly kind of think it's Peter Pan controlling all of it, but
0: yeah, I think that we've compared them to the Westboro Baptists. <laughs> That's a really good comparison. I mean, not as a slight to religion and the in the, in the, in the it all, but just that you know it's it seems what they were saying was so fanatical and you know. We die for our cause, even though we don't know what our cause is, and, and such. And I think Greg is being used. I think he just wanted to see his father. I think we're, I think Regina lied that he's her, his father is not really dead. Oh, I think
2: I think Kurt's the guy that's down in the asylum mopping the floors that we've seen a few times.
0: Me too. I think he's in there with Sydney.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Regina, because the thing about Regina is, unlike Cora, we've seen Cora kill people brutally, just kill them right off. Regina has only ever killed people when she absolutely positively
0: has to. That's a good point. And see, she does it because she feels wronged. And you know, she feels like they've betrayed her. But Owen, you know, Owen was the one who said no, and yeah, her father his father, I mean, I don't think she saw it as a betrayal. I think she was just so hurt by it that she just locked him away and honestly i think you know she's
2: so bored she kept him to make something like for something interesting to happen
0: yeah she had she had bell there too so nothing interesting
3: ever happened until emma showed up and that was part of her her problems so yeah i think you're you guys are right about all that i think you're right about that hope she has i don't want to say a problem with killing because you know she's pretty evil no, Cora has like,
2: an addiction to killing. Cora's yeah,
3: like she doesn't enjoy the killing part, you know.
2: Because like when they throw Joanna out the window, man, oh. Regina is shocked that it happened. Like you can see it on her face that she did not know her mother was going to
0: do that. That was not in her plan.
3: Oh, that was so wrong. Yeah. Oh, that was awful.
0: Whereas you know when she's talking about her, talking about her mother in, um, I guess the the doctor she says you know her mother takes so many hearts like she just they just lose track of how many hearts her mother takes mm-hmm. and i think her mother takes the hearts to make people bend to her will and i think that's what she did for the queen of Hearts to become the
3: queen of hearts in wonderland is she just ripped out everyone's heart cora was an excellent big bad like ultimate evil she was great oh, she was fantastic. i mean that was so much fun i, I god i killed her off so soon I know. I just really felt like if that was going to happen, it would be the culmination of Season 2. I did, too. Because when they did kill her, then they sort of had to cast about for plot. And that's where the trouble really, really picked up.
0: And I think that that was supposed to happen at the end. And then yeah. they got Neverland clearance, and then, boom, full straightforward.
3: forward. And then they made a great finale, anyway. <laughs> so...
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember watching the finale and just being like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is really happening. All this... This whole love is strength thing is coming back. I mean, things tied very nicely back to the finale. I was very surprised. And I think we did several episodes where we talked about things constantly calling back. So I think these guys do plan... But they don't plan like sequentially. I think they just like, okay, we need to do this and this and this and this and this. And then they kind of put it together like a recipe. 22 episodes is a lot. I still think
3: that. Yeah. And is. a lot of the shows that I love the most that have been my favorite shows, they're all cable shows. Thirteen. I mean, Mad Men's 13 episodes. That is so much easier to weave all that together over that period of time than 22 or even mm-hmm. sometimes 24 episodes.
2: There was definitely filler. Yeah. I think there's some points that they, like, I think they know generally, like, big points they want to get to, because Mm. they've said in interviews, they've been wanting to do Neverland since before season one. Like, that was the one thing they've wanted to do this entire time. So I think there are some stories they know from the beginning that they're going to tell. But I think there's other stories that they just kind of go with it whenever it happens to come up.
0: Yeah. Can I ask you who you think Peter Pan is? Or what you think is going on with Peter Pan? I'm going to be honest. I don't even know.
2: Like, every time I think about it, I just... I don't even know. Um, I think Peter Pan is where the Dark One got its magic from. Um, And I'm not talking about Rumpel. I mean, like, the very first Dark One, the dagger and everything. Because Blue Fairy says early on in Season 1 that Rumpelstiltskin's magic's not from this world. And this world being the Enchanted Forest. And so... And I think the seer is from that world, too. Um, but I honestly have no idea. I don't know if it's, like, one of those things where it used to be something and now it's something else. I don't know if it's, like, you know, Henry... I, I do like the idea of Henry becoming Peter Pan, so then you have this dark shadow that's kind of controlling everything. At the same time, it's a shadow that has to be attached to something. I don't know! <laughs> like, I go round and round in circles when I think about this, though I kind of get almost a Pied Piper feeling from... Peter Pan um, yeah. like stealing children and this kind of much more darker image um, mm. and every time I see that shadow I think of Sora's anti-form from Kingdom Hearts 2 but
0: that's just me um, being a fangirl um, I don't know a lot of people don't like, a lot of people were really mad at the way they portrayed Peter Pan at the end they were like, "One." some people were tweeting and they were like, how could you?
3: and I was like, are you watching the show? I mean, they change things. I mean, but but all, you know, but I think that's so rooted in having read the Peter Pan yeah. novel. I mean, when I read it, I was like, oh, God, this guy's kind of...
0: He's kind of a jerk. Yeah.
3: yeah. So they're picking up on the darker tones, and I, I support well, them so doing that. Well, the
0: Disney Peter Pan. That's yeah, the thing. I think right. some people forget that it's actually a book. I, I think that's a big problem with a lot of things in the show. It yeah. is. Because I was talking with someone about... I was talking with someone about something, and I, and they said, "Oh, they can't do it because Disney owns the rights to fairy tales." I was like, "No, they don't. Those fairy tales are, you know, they're public domain. I could write a movie about Red Riding Hood right now, you know." But everyone thinks that the Disney ta- tales are the the only tale.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's the problem. And you know, when you're, when you're comparing something, to the show. Disney has such an innocence, but as we've mentioned in our episode, um, these stories are rather grim. The the episode of our book club where we talked about the actual stories, they're very dark and they are rooted in an evilness. And then when we talked about Peter Pan and him being selfish and, you know, not wanting to grow up, it really fits with Henry because he's got these two parents that are both magical I do think that's going to have Emma having magic is going to have an effect on Henry as well. And we always thought he was going to run away to Neverland. Well, we were partially right. He did go to Neverland. He was just taken there. But, that you know, I thought that the shadow could attach to him. He would become Peter Pan. And it would fit the characteristics of the Peter Pan of the book so well. Because Peter Pan was always looking for that, like, perfect family and Pete and Henry is obsessed with like having you know, he wants all his family to get along. He wants them to be perfect, and it would just be an interesting choice for the character because the kid has grown up a lot, both the actor and the character. I think it's time to give him more. Yeah. And you know we're gonna ha- we're, if we're gonna be in Wonderland for or Neverland for a while, it's got to be interesting. I want to see someone flying or something.
2: Yeah. I think the reason why I have so much trouble like pinning down the whole Peter Pan theory and like now because I was really strong in the boat that Killian was Peter.
0: See, I never i i knew a lot of people who were into that, but I never, I never was with that because I was like no, because they you know they tell this story of um, you know Rumple Rumple's wife and then Killian, but I thought it was interesting that both Killian. And Rumble had been abandoned by their fathers. Yeah. In, in age. I thought that was interesting.
2: And I always like wondered, like, if this was Captain Hook, why is his name not James? I know. And I just yeah, and he has a, like a lot of the, <coughs> and there's like a few stories of Peter Pan where Hook was turning Pe- like Captain James Hook was turning Peter Pan into the new Captain Hook, and brainwashing Peter until he was pretty much Captain Hook 2.0. And and so I was thinking they were going cuz they've already touched on a lot of like the sequels of different stories and stuff like that and I thought they were going that route where Killian was actually trained by the original hook to be the pirate and stuff like that and and he was Peter Pan but it would be interesting to see
0: more of Killian's backstory
2: there's there's a lot of backstories for a lot of characters that have not been touched yet yeah And, and there's some characters, uh, Cough, cock, Wink, Wink, Nod, Nod, Snow, and David that we've gotten a shit ton of that I'm so frickin' tired of.
3: I'm with you there. I think they, I think they just gotta figure out, like, can they, how, can, can we tell a story about them as a couple? I don't know, nobody, your life doesn't end when you're a couple, and I think they have a really hard time, like, do we introduce somebody to break them apart, or do they just have a boring life as a couple? I mean... See, that's why, oh. I liked
2: the first half, like, everything before the winter hiatus. That was the first time we really saw David and Snow apart. Because, like, even, like, when they were apart in season one, they were always trying to get back to each other. And, yeah, in the, in the winter hiatus, they were trying to get back to each other again, but it was different because there were other factors, like, happening. Like, David couldn't always focus on Snow because he had to think of Henry, and Snow couldn't always focus on David because she had to think about Emma, so it was, that's why it was different from season one because they were solely just focused on trying to get back to each other. But in, the, in this new season, they had other things to consider and to think about. And it was nice to watch them grow as actual characters away from each other.
0: And I thought it was interesting that they kind of introduced the idea that Snow didn't want to go back and... Charming really did yeah, and then she
3: what threw her. it away so yeah. quickly and then they dropped it and I was like well yeah. this is good like people can be together and disagree and have a comment about it and that have was a discussion argument, or... was realistic. <laughs> yes that's what I thought too I was like this is realistic and that doesn't mean they're gonna get a divorce it just means there's a huge philosophical difference there in what they should do, and, like, they could explore that. I like the character moments so much better.
0: I mean, they were even arguing about who, where they were going to live, and Snow was like, we cannot all live here. <laughs> all seven of us cannot live here, however many there were. In my in my two-bedroom loft, one-bedroom loft, really. So you want to see more of a family drama, right? Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it Once Upon a Time is a family drama, a fantasy show, and a love story, all in one. Hmm... Hmm. Okay, I, I'll buy that. Fighting words. I'll buy that.
2: Uh, I, I, I never understood what this whole concept of it being a family show came from.
3: I mean, a family, and I don't. I, I mean, a, fa- a drama in the sense, not oh. in the sense that everything has to be pure as the driven snow, but in the sense of it's a it's a bunch of people in a family interacting and having. Oh, the, that,
2: oh, I see that kind of family. Yeah. yeah, the
3: complicated, messed up things that actually go on in real families yeah, is certainly they certainly have that in abundance. I will
0: I, fight anyone. Who uh, says that this is a family show. No, <laughs> yeah, that
3: doesn't no. Make sense. It doesn't no. make sense, and I mean, they need to... I think the show could be a little edgier, actually, to be honest with you. I could, too.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm totally waiting for Prince James to come back, because, oh my god, I love Prince James 12 million more times than I love David.
0: Right? Me too. He was so cocky.
2: And I, I really, for what on one side of it, I really like watching Josh Tallis playing these opposite characters. But the other reason why I really like James' is, is if somehow... And I don't know why. Like maybe like Jefferson will use his like TARDIS hat uh, to go get him. Um, but if if James came to Storybrooke, I think the only pretty people who'd recognize that that's not David would be Snow and um, Ruby. He could cause a lot of havoc pretending to be David.
0: Yeah, he could. Unfortunately, Ruby's not on the show anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, she. Okay, she's not off the show. She's not.
3: She is going to be – I think she'll be off the show. I will bet you. Let's have a wager.
2: No, no, because they've actually said, like, if she has free time and stuff, that she'll make cameos. Oh, really? Yeah, like like Adam and Eddie cleared that up. They're like, you know, if if we get an opportunity to bring her back on, like, we're not recasting her and writing it out – it's just that at this moment for the main story, we don't have a place for Ruby. But if there's an opportunity for them to bring her on as a cameo, they're gonna do it because she's filming in Vancouver with her intelligence show. Like
0: no, so- act- oops, actually just got moved to L.A. Oh really? Yeah, they just moved the whole the whole production to L.A. That's why oh. I was thinking that she was gonna be on, and once I heard that, I was like. That's going to be really difficult for
3: her. I I think they did excellent damage control there, yeah, and I I just I think it's all total bullshit. And I, I don't really and at this <laughs> the uncensored point uncensored Alex uncensored. I don't really care one way or the other that she's not there right now, really. But 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 I think that yeah, I don't think that she'll be on the show. I, I just.
0: I miss I the character. It's one
2: of those things that, like, you know, she might not be in season three, but if if something happens, she could potentially come back and be in the show more later. It depends on how good that, sh- how
0: well that show does,
2: too. But I, I think it was a really, I mean, I mean, granted, and I think a lot of this goes for, like, the whole going to suddenly Neverland and, like, charging forward, because they made her a regular, and, like, then she dropped off the face of the earth. That's
4: mm-hmm.
2: kind of
0: not cool.
3: No, it's not. Yeah, and they laid some real groundwork with her and Bell, and with her and Whale, uh, which were really par- some of my favorite parts of this season. And then I, it was I'm not a Frank and Whale shipper. Oh, uh, good, because I'm not either.
2: No, yeah, we just like a friendship.
3: They were, yeah, yeah
2: friendships totally cool. I actually ship Ru- Ruby with Gerhard more.
3: You can ship whoever you want. Yeah, yeah, we Shoot don't judge. Yeah, but, uh, but, but yeah. you know, I mean, she's one of the most shipped characters, which is always fun and interesting. Everyone puts her with everyone, which is probably says a lot for what people like about that actress and the character. And I could I could complain all day about what I think they might do in Season 3, but the thing is, I really have no idea. And that's the exciting part of the way they left it, is that I don't have any idea how they're going to play Peter Pan or Neverland, or any of it, and it could be really good or it could be really bad. I'm kind of of the opinion it's going to be a big, ugly mess, or it's going to be really fantastic with nothing in between.
2: I, I think so, it's one of those things that, like, the first few episodes will probably get rough, but, like, once they lay down the groundwork of this, it's going to work well. Because season threes are usually really strong
3: when it comes to shows. That's true. You usually do have the sophomore slump, and then you have season really three season. I, you know what, and You know what? I think... I personally like the idea that they're going to focus so heavily, I think, on the main cast and putting them all together and having them interact. So I think that'll help make that a better and easier transition yeah. when they're going to be talking about people in Neverland that we may not care at all about. So it's good to have the, the main cast.
2: I I have to disagree. Like, I am, I'm so sick of the main cast. Like, I... Now, granted, all my favorite characters but Killian are minor characters. Like, I... I would die to have more Whale and Jefferson and Archie and Leroy in the show. And, like, the main cast has what I kind of call, like, the candy effect on me. It's like, because I love them. I would miss them if they weren't on the show. It's just when I get so much of them, I get really sick of them. Like, to the point where I'm just like, oh, my God, I really don't care. I want to know what's happening over here with these
3: guys. I know, and I really like that about you, that you like those minor characters, because I think they've done a good job of, of mm-hmm. especially in season one it's like, oh, all these people have a story and you wind up caring about them And but, you know, like, with me with the main cast, I feel like they have a lot of stuff to talk about, they, they don't ever, ever even talk about, because they're always chasing some wraith or, I don't know let's let them talk to each other about yeah. all their issues, and that might be, I think should be, there should be some fascinating psychological things there, if they choose to explore it i can yeah. talk, Just like punch I, I am yeah. talking <laughs> and I
2: wouldn't mind some of the main cast stuff as long as they balanced it with the minor cast stuff. Because, like, I was really excited to finally have the Dr. Whale episode. But it, was, it wasn't a Victor-centric episode. It was a Regina-centric episode. It was all about Regina, not Dr. Whale. Mm-hmm. And that really made me upset because they did such a great job in Season 1 making sure that every single character got their spotlight except thought- for Dr. Whale.
3: I felt like Doctor Whale got to tell a story, and it was kind of a cliched story, but there it was. It was the da- the the bad father story, and he had a brother, and that was interesting. I like the way they well, they I'm talking that.
2: specifically about the doctor, like that episode.
3: Yeah, the doctor, to me, the doctor was a kind of a problematic episode because I, even though I thought it was well acted, I didn't see a need. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a need for Dan- zombie Daniel. I didn't. Did you? I did just. I it just didn't- made me mad. That I just r- didn't think it Rumpel was
0: Rumpel once again interfered in Regina's life.
3: But it was like, what is the point of this? The zombie Daniel was, uh,
0: and then Charming didn't even tell anybody until I like... don't
3: know what the point of that episode was. I, was uh... I just, I don't know.
2: See, that that's my favorite episode of season two. I I think if we didn't have that episode and Hat Trick, we wouldn't have Neverland. I don't know. Jefferson and Whale are the two biggest game changers in the show that are never used. And we would not have world hopping if not for them. Because in Hat Trick, it lays down uh, the brickwork of saying, hey, we don't have to stay in the Enchanted Forest anymore. We can literally go to other worlds. Look at all these other worlds that we haven't even touched yet. And then when we get to the Doctor, it's the first time we see a character from another world and see these other worlds. And then as this whole concept of world hopping develops... Um, and it always keeps falling back to Jefferson and Victor, because then we see it again where Rumple crossed over to Victor's world, and we're and we find out that Victor and Jefferson are not in Henry's book. So now there are these other world hoppers that are there, that weren't actually supposed to be in the Enchanted Forest, and now they're in Storybrooke. Like to me, like they are the two biggest, most important game changers, and we would not have season three Neverland if not for them.
3: I, I just see, I mean, I, it would be an interesting show to have the adventures of Jefferson and, and Frankenstein. I'd be the show. Out of that show. I know you would. <laughs> I And I hate all the theory crap on Once and on shows like Once. So I always get bored of all that stuff. I'm like, eh, and then, and, because they never can keep track of their own mythology, their own theories, and their own stories. And they add on crap at the end. And I like the psychological things. That's why only once in a blue moon do I get addicted to a show like this. Because I just, I, you know, it's a, just a, it's a different thing taste, I, I guess, that I have. So I'm like, we well, these characters have some conversations. Who cares about the fail-safe switch and the crap? Oh. And the, you know, I... I so I don't give a crap about that diamond? Uh, <laughs> diamond. <laughs> diamond.
0: The hope diamond. Whatever it was. <laughs> the, the, the fail-safe black diamond. Switch of doom, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fail-safe switch of doom, I think, is what we
2: call it. I have it. to agree. I want to know about all the... Because, see, the, they're starting to fall into a trope of why I stopped watching Lost
0: which yep, is very dangerous for
2: me because I stopped watching Lost about season 3, season 4. And we're starting to get there with Lost, uh, with Once. Um, the difference is, though, with with Lost, I, from episode 1, season 1, hated Jack and Kate, which was, like, the <laughs> guy. I've, I always hated them. I never yeah. hated them. Ever. And so at least with this main cast, I actually like this main cast. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would still keep watching because I, I don't loathe them. Like, I loathe Jack and Kate. And so, um, and they did, like, this one entire season of Lost where it was, like, solely Jack and Kate focused, and it's, it's when I was just like, man, I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done with this show. Um, what? Oops, sorry. Because I don't want to watch characters I hate every single week. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's, it's interesting too because I think they're really defensive about we're not going to make the same mistakes as Lost, but mm-hmm. I do think they they're fell making into the that. same mistakes as Lost. I do think they fell into that big yeah. time in season two. It's like, wait a minute, let the characters drive your train here. Don't don't yeah. keep coming up with new new ways to maneuver the characters. I I don't know, and they may fix that.
0: Yeah, when I when I reviewed books, I once reviewed this book and I said it actually suffered from what I termed the Lost effect. And that is when you become so wrapped in up in your own mythology that you forget to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen moments of that where once it's been like, "Ooh, we can add this and this and this and this and this. And it's like, no, tell me a story. Mm. You know, tell me, it doesn't have to be linear, but tell me something I need to know. And don't add black diamonds of doom and don't add little this and that and All don't right. add a bean field, which is now gone. And then a. And then a giant, and then, you know, but with, and then don't take Pinocchio and make him into a boy and have everyone be totally okay with this. You know, don't do that. And, and I see once upon, I saw Once Upon Time going down that road in season two, and I'm hopeful that it won't in season three because I think it's very easy to be so wrapped up in your own mythology and how you're going to tell the story that you don't actually tell the story.
2: See, and what they need yes, to do is answer questions, because that's one thing they did not do in
3: Lawless.
2: Yeah, is good they didn't answer questions. I think if they start answering some of these questions and tying these strings together, that's when you're actually going to build a narrative.
3: Good point. Mm-hmm. You can't just leave them open forever because then it's just frustrating. And it's like, what? It's like, come on, give us a little more. Tell us who who wrote the book. Make the make some of these things obvious. Tell us how Henry got where he is. How people jump between worlds. All that stuff. If you answer that and clear that up, how they know about the beans. And All of stuff it, like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Answer my questions, Adam.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I that that really is the biggest thing is I want them to answer questions because like and. I, I want to see... Okay, so I always think about Lost. Um, or not Lost, but Once Upon a Time and actually both shows as kind of this book I once read. And um, they do it kind of in Once Upon a Time. Or no, they did it more in Lost than they did in Once Upon a Time. And it was this book where each chapter was a di- from a different character's point of view. But at some point, one of the other characters would cross over into someone else's chapter. And I see it a lot in shows. Like, there was this like uh, yaoi show I watched called Sekaiichi Hatsugoi. And uh, the plot doesn't matter, but the fact is, is it's in the same world as the writer's other manga slash anime called *Ginger Romantica. So you could be watching Sekai Chihatsukoi and you'll see one of the *Ginger Romantica characters walk through the background. And I think that'd be so cool if they started doing that on Once Upon a Time, where, like, you might be watching a snow story, but you might see, like, Archie hanging out with, like, Kid Geppetto in the background. And just having these, like, little Easter eggs where you, like, you know, catch glimpses of these other characters. So while you're watching, like, snow and stuff in the background, something else is happening over there. And then later on in another episode, we'll get that, like, Archie story with snow and Charming in the background then.
3: And that would be a neat way to play with the narrative, too, that they haven't done. It's a different way of doing a flashback or a, fo- a episode focusing on one guy. I like that.
2: Yeah, I and mean, because, like, I... I just always get stuck on the fact that Archie was working for Rumpelstiltskin. There has to be a reason why, where Archie, where Rumpelstiltskin was like, "Hey, you'd make a great pawn. Come work with me."
0: Yeah, I could see it. They certainly love chess metaphors on that show. Like Hmm. pawns, chess metaphors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you have a game for us? Not to not to rush it, but um, I've got some work due tonight. (laughs)
2: Oh, yeah, and I, I just realized what time it is. I do have a game for you. So, remember a long time <laughs> when I was uh, wanting to play, play... a game? But uh, Yeah, okay, I, sh- I should oh, get good. the little thing, even though that we've already, you know, been swearing and stuff like that. So, this is when we go into the not-safe-for-work portion of this. If you <laughs> have the, the swearing already as the not oh, safe Oh, wait. 60 minutes later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, we're about to play a game, so this is your last chance to turn off the already-swearing podcast away from the children. Or away, because now we're gonna be talking about sexy time. Um, yes. <laughs> so we're gonna play a game, and the reason I came up with this game, and I had to change some of the characters because originally I wrote this game when we were gonna report a, record a podcast like three months ago, but um, things didn't work out. So I have picked <laughs> three men characters and three girl characters for both Alex and Bree, and the game's called Cuddle Fuck Mary, because I, I don't actually want to kill any of the characters. Um, ah. And so I'm going to give you each three characters, and you have to choose which ones you would cuddle, which one you would fuck, and which one you would marry, and then you have to explain your reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed making Alex's, because I know exactly who oh, she is. Oh, it's going to be horrible. Um, <laughs> Breeze was really hard, because she has that thing of like, I don't like this person, but I will eventually love
0: them anyway. Um,
2: sure, so, yeah. That's true. So Breeze was really hard at me, but I enjoyed making Alex's
0: list. I'll let her go first, then.
2: Okay. Uh, you, Alex. So, Alex, I'm gonna give you your three guys first, okay? All right, lay it on me. Out of these three, who would you cuddle, fuck, and marry? David,
3: uh, Hook, and Greg Mandel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> David, Hook, and Greg Mandel. It's this is where you, you're taking the kill off the table. Really, really is is wrong. Damn you. But, <laughs> I, originally I mean... when I wrote this list, it's when you were like, each week you were on
2: uh, your Ava trip, and each week you were on your Hook trip, because the other character was originally Rumple, and now you have Greg Mandel to hate, so I threw in that one instead. I
3: think we hate Greg the most of all three of those characters, but I'll let you take this one. Yeah, I know, I guess you have an opinion. You know what, I think in terms of marry... You marry someone, you can fuck that person as well. We all know that. That's always the loophole! That's the loophole. <laughs> And that's why I'm going to pick Hook, because I would not... You know what? You could have fun with Hook, and you could... Obviously, he could take a punch. So, that's a good thing. <laughs> and of the three of them, the one I would be the least bored with would be Hook. So, you want to marry the person you're least bored with. Among other things, and other traits, <laughs> but So, then so who would you cuddle Hook. I guess, I guess, I guess... Guess I guess, oh God, this is hard. <laughs> I guess I have to fuck David because there is no way I want to lay too many hands on Greg. I'm sorry <laughs> it's my
4: choice.
3: I'm sorry, Ethan Embry, but I'll cuddle you for like a minute. but I can I mean, I just that character is the worst of the three. So there you go, and you know what? You can make you can have David pretend to be James. It's okay. Oh, that's true. Oh, mm.
0: James. Yeah. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that would be the game we would have to play. I think.
2: Actually, I'm gonna ask you the same ones for those three, Alex. I'll just uh, give you each uh, a round, so you'll each get a two round and a two girls, two guys. So what about you, Bree? Oh,
0: of, th- of those, yeah. Actually, that's my exact same answer. I'd be like, okay, well, you know, it'd be kind of fun to sail on a ship maybe with Hook, and he's cute, and man, I cannot
3: stand Greg. I would
0: punch him. I'd punch him so hard. You would punch him and cuddle
2: him, and then, like, kick him out the door.
3: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We always agree on men. It's so interesting. We always agree on men. We don't agree on women always, (laughs) but we do on men.
0: Definitely, definitely uh, cuddle Greg. Fuck David. (laughs) And Mary Hook. See, oh, God. He, I loved, would... he loved, Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mila? Mila passionately, too, mind you. So he was a good lover. Mm-mm. Well, yeah.
2: See, I I would cuddle Greg, marry David, because he's a good man, and, oh, my God, Josh Dallas's arms. Huh. Ah. So, yeah, I want to see those every day. And then, okay, can I just say there needs to be more shirtless men scenes in this show? That's all I'm saying.
0: I, if it's Killian, yeah, okay. Not Greg, I don't want to see those spindles.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely want to see, well, I actually have seen um, Josh Dallas shirtless, because he doesn't wear a shirt in Thor, and you you get a nice chest shot, but... um, God, those arms!
3: Ugh. Ugh. I, I was oh, oh! I'm seeing Emma walking around in her oh, underwear yeah. with a tank top. So who
0: answers the door in underwear, mind you, still? I'm I on do. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. it's true. It's, never mind. Moving
2: on. oh my God, Colin O'Donohue is a very sexy man. He is. He is. I he is. I am so envious of his wife. You don't even know. I
0: know.
2: I want to touch his beard. I want to touch his beard. I just want to stroke his beard. (laughs) Uh, Isn't that weird? uh, I just want to touch uh, his beard. And play with his, like, quirky eyebrows. (laughs) Okay, so, out of the girls. This is your first girl round. Who would you cuddle fuck marry? Out of Emma, Cora, and Tamara.
4: Oh!
0: (laughs) Gross. Ah. Who's
3: going first here? You or me? I'll
0: go. Oh man, um. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna marry I'm gonna marry Emma, cause that girl's probably good times, and then I'm gonna fuck Cora.
2: And she would kill the bugs for you.
3: <laughs> That's true. I yeah. don't
2: do bugs, so I'd be like, "Emma, kill this spider. Emma,
0: it's a spider." She would like step on it and shoot it. And then Cora, Cora's probably uh. Cora's a, a wild woman, and then Tamara, I cuddle. I mean, I want to kill, but I'll cuddle.
3: <laughs> hmm. Okay. Okay. You know. It, you know. I think I. I think I would fuck Tamara. I mean, she's hot and she's evil. Yeah. It's a one-time deal.
2: And she's pretty. I because mean, like, you know she's yeah. a very pretty yeah.
3: actress. I think she's hot.
2: Yeah. She's she's flexible.
3: We've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's really, it's really tempting because I have to say, you know what? I would fuck Barbara Hershey. I don't care. I don't discriminate on age. I thought she was slamming hot several and points during the season. And that's the moment we didn't have podcasts anymore. And it, it could be Barbara Hershey. <laughs> it, could be, it could be Rose McGowan. I could do either one. But also, I'm afraid they might kill me. Therefore, I think the cuddle would be safest with Cora. I don't <laughs> really have a death wish, so I, and then that of course leaves us to marry Emma, which is always an interesting choice, but you know, you can get, you know what? I like Emma. I defend Emma. Emma's a princess, okay? I defend Emma. You be royalty. <laughs> <laughs> I live with a princess. I already know what it's like.
4: <laughs> All right, oh. so
2: your second round of guys. Who would you cuddle, fuck, marry out of Graham? Jefferson and Neil.
0: Oh, I'd cuddle Neil. I would fuck Graham, <laughs> and I'd marry
4: Jefferson. That's
0: exactly my answer too. Because <laughs> he would take me to New World, and Graham's hot. <laughs> I just, I just heard Aladdin. My that
3: was good. Yeah, <laughs> a whole new world, brie.
0: It's a, it's a new euphemism. <laughs> Magic carpet and all.
2: Like, even for me, like, that's my Zag answer as well. But even though, like, with Jefferson, you see that he's a good father and that he's very caring, no matter how cray-cray and dark he is.
0: Yeah, and he can take you to other lands. And it's bring is really hot. Have you seen him in, the
2: in, like, the Broadway play picnic? And those pictures, like, you can literally wash clothes on his abs.
0: Hope, I hate to tell you this, but we saw him live in Picnic. I fucking hate you!
3: Get off my podcast! I I have to say that, like... He took off his shirt, like, two minutes into the show. and We were like, oh, okay. And we were, and I wouldn't say that we were, like, fangirls of his. And then he took off his and he was in these jeans and he was in these boots and then both of us were like it's really just, warm in and here and he was
0: just carrying around wood and then they oh. were it was the previews <laughs> of the place so they were like wait we were like okay what was he
3: oh my goodness around?
2: huh what was he carrying around wood was it hard it was hard <laughs> wood
0: he was, I was like, okay. We're going to have good times in Orlando.
3: We are.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. I just imagined us drinking together. Because also, like, I know your mom is coming and my mom is coming. And mom, my mom's a hell of a drinker and a partier. I don't know about you guys' mom. But we're just going to have a fun all the time. <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna be great. I mean, and I'll tell you what, he was, he was, I mean... Oh, he was a pretty specimen. Oh.
2: See, I'm i am a big Sebastian Stan fan anyway, so like any... Oh God, he's so beautiful. Like, J-Mo is like so lucky. Yeah,
3: really it, lucky. it's interesting because like he would go off stage and they would want to bring him back sweaty. So I'm like, somebody back there is squirting water on his...
0: Because he's having to lift all this wood. Because he's like doing chores. <laughs> it was doing so bad. you like... so were
2: she... playing Cuddlefuck Mary. So I just hear like he lifts his wood and then does some chores.
3: It <laughs> was it was quite something. It was quite something. We actually liked it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, what's so, yours? But okay, all that said, I think that he was a great specimen in that in that movie. Movie? What movie? What oh, play? Play what are you about. <laughs> And, but the thing is, I would have to just cuddle Jefferson. Because like, I enjoy him as a character, but like, I wouldn't want to have to spend too much time with him, really. And, and I don't think he's hot he'd probably, in probably show. He'd, he'd probably leave a lot. I, I, I think Jefferson's
4: hot.
2: I, I like yeah. long-haired Jefferson opposed to short-haired Jefferson. But short-haired Jefferson is just so cute. He's a little cutie-patootie. But like I said, I'm also a dead, like, dead crazy Sebastian fan, Stan. Sebastian fan, Stan fan. Ugh
3: we got you all hot and bothered now
2: oh my god i i go on tumblr and i do that myself thanks
3: we do we do that to everybody
2: (laughs) and it doesn't help that i've been writing for over a year now this ginormous story arc with him and rapunzel and it's just ridiculous and it consumes my life
3: i and i know i like your rapunzel thing i love it oh you Uh, love it I did. I love it. Yeah, because
2: we I I left things out too, like about how like it took them at least a good nine months to get together because she was living as a hermit in the woods and she would just sneak down at night and like he would leave her little baskets on the porch to make sure she didn't die in the woods. And so and then one night he invited her in. And so she would never stay past morning because she was scared about meeting Grace. But so every few days she would come down and they would stay the night together. And so, and they have a very, very slow relationship. Oh, that
0: is a slow build.
3: Yeah, I think that's so much better when any when, when when those stories can build like that. It's more fun. Who are my men choices now for the Mary fuck part? Oh, I'm Neil? sorry. Uh,
0: Graham and Neil. <sighs> you know you want to get rid of Neil as soon as
3: possible. I mean, I guess I I guess I could fuck Neil. I don't know if Neil can get any.
0: You I've, You should cuddle Neil,
3: because you cuddle
0: once and he's, he's gone. He, he's
3: kind of cute in his own way, but I don't think he could... I think he'd fall asleep anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's that interesting and exciting.
0: <laughs> the cat is over here, like, covering her eyes
4: Our, and her ears. <laughs> and they're cringing.
3: <laughs> Cover your ears, cats. And that leaves me to, I guess... I mean, I can see why Regina... Had to have you know many years of quasi married fuck sex with Graham because Graham was hot and Graham was hot and I was sad when he died. Okay, <laughs> all right, we agree on that. <laughs> Give us the women.
2: Uh, okay, so this is your last uh, round of women. So who would you cuddle fuck marry out of? I gave you good ones this time, I promise. Um, Ruby, Regina, and Snow. Oh, let's hear that, Brie.
0: Cuddle Snow. <laughs> Fuck Ruby and marry Regina. I want to marry someone who can cook me dinner with a wave of their hand. My just satisfy you. Cooking be
2: lasagna once a week, man. You know this, right?
0: Oh, I hate lasagna. She hates lasagna.
2: <laughs> That's like apparently the only thing she can make. You would be eating apple pies and apple turnovers and lasagna every single day of the week.
0: By the way, can I just say what a cool little character choice it was to have her, you know, making her famous lasagna. For David, and then later on, when um, at their party, when Emma and Snow came back, and then they showed it in Welcome to Storybrook. And, and it sucks. Yeah, and then so she spent all that time perfecting it in the hopes that someone yeah. would eat it with her. And because Regina just wants someone to eat lasagna with, that's our first episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> That was the name of our first episode. And I thought that was a cool little character choice, how it showed that, you know, she really did work on, she became, we called her the domestic Martha, you know, the evil Martha Stewart. She'd be, you know, she garden and everything. So, yeah. I want someone who can cook me dinner with a wave of hand. I want someone who can do magic. And let's face it, Regina is hot. Mayor Mills is, whoa. Wait, are we doing, are we talking about Enchanted Forest Regina or oh, Storybook Regina? Oh, that's hard. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Mayor- Mil- Oh, I give
2: you guys a Regina like- round. A your round. So who would you cuddle? Fuck Mary out of Evil Queen Regina and Chantorus oh. Regina and Mayor Mill
3: Mayor Mills Regina. We played this one in the car once. We did. Let's <laughs>
4: hear your
0: answers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do when we're in the car. Um. it Besides
0: playing podcast. Uh. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Um. Okay. When I see um,
2: Enchanted Forest, Regina, I'm I'm thinking more kind of younger Regina when she is, you know, before she was like, I am the evil queen. (laughs)
0: Okay, I cuddle her because she was so, like, her mom was such a bitch to her that she needs a good cuddle during that time of her life. And then I would, I'd fuck the evil queen. Mm -hmm. And then I'd marry Regina, Mary Mills.
3: I'm not surprised by your answers. (laughs) She's dead serious about the cooking bit. I cook every meal in this house.
0: I will not cook. I don't know how to make macaroni and cheese.
3: I I, mean, I have a really, true. really, really simple, easy, uh, easy
2: recipe for chicken pot pie. If I can learn how to do it, you can learn how to do it, and I'll send it to you.
0: I plan all the meals, and then I don't cook, and that's the way it works.
3: Mm-hmm. I love to cook, so that's yeah. good. I would love to be able to wave my hand and cook, but, yeah. you know, I'll work on it.
0: I mean, Regina has lots of, lots of skills, and, I mean, you know, Mayor Mills has magic.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So you get the best best of both worlds. You get badass Mayor Mills controlling the town. I know
3: how you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know what
3: you like.
2: How? Who would you marry, and who would you fuck out of? Evil Queen and uh, Mayor Mills.
0: Oh, you didn't hear me say it. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I would fuck Evil Queen, and then I would cuddle. I would cuddle. Re- Enchanted Forest Regina, and then I would. Um, I would marry regina mills mayor mills
3: gotcha (laughs) i'm so not surprised and then you (laughs) okay well the original question was oh ruby ruby no no,
0: ruby regina and Snow. Snow.
3: snow ruby regina and snow i think that i would fuck snow I am not really into Ruby. I like Ruby, and she's hot, but I would just want to cuddle her. I think. Yeah, but Ruby's ultimately. down
0: for a good time. I know what's. But Snow... she's like a
2: big puppy. You could like cuddle her and then pat her when she turns into a wolf, and then play fetch, and then like if she's big enough of a werewolf in some like canon, she could probably ride on her. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you make a good point, and I do think it would be a good time. I just think Snow, you know, like Enchanted Forest Snow was, could be Ooh, wild. yeah,
0: she was badass, you're right. You know,
3: I'm I'm 90% sure she slept with Ruby too in the Enchanted Forest, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. And I do like snow. I do think, I think snow, I think snow, I don't know, I like snow.
0: It's cold tonight, Ruby. i <laughs>
3: <time>. <laughs> Exactly.
0: We only have one wolf
3: skin for both of us. There, you That sounds like a fanfic. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm sure you can thing. find that, fanfic. does. <laughs> our love will keep us warm. No. Bam, chick-a-ram,
2: bam, chick-a-ram. Oh. And then, like Granny oh. kicks in the door and like throws out the crossbow and goes, "You guys better separate right now."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Granny's awesome oh. with a crossbow.
3: Badass Snow. Badass Snow is pretty hot. Yeah, so I, would, Snow. I would definitely do her.
2: And <laughs> I like Mary Margaret's Snow. She's my Snow. She's and I like.
3: Snow. And I love Mary Margaret. So who would you marry? Regina. Regina, I guess. I don't know. I may have to revise that. God damn it. This is a really (laughs) tough question. You know what? No. mm.
2: I feel you. Someone sent me one time who would I cuddle fuck Mary out of my three favorites, which are uh, uh, which are uh, Whale, Jefferson, and Hook. And I had to like stare at that question in my inbox for like a good like two hours. (laughs) Because I I, I know that situation in my head did not work out. I finally figured it out, but.
3: That's that's really kind of tough. I think I might switch actually in Mary Snow though, because I, you know, here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's the thing. <laughs> I am hot blooded myself in Regina, no. and Regina is hot blooded. No. And I can attest from prior experiences and relationships that you know what you can destroy each other. Yeah. Which is only fun yeah, for so two long. Two hot
0: blooded people don't really work out.
3: You're right. But it, it it can work out in in a temporary fuck fashion. Yeah, Therefore, I think that would work. We just subverted the family show. That is yes, we did. And who could turn down Regina? I maintain nobody in town would turn down Regina. Nobody. Realistically, no.
2: Nobody will turn down Regina. Except no. for David. But somehow, I, I think David was probably a virgin until story broke. I actually know that he can not be because I had Emma. Well, he didn't get laid for a very long time in story broke.
0: That part of his brain was shut off.
2: Oh my god. Just like, oh, Apparently if up. you're a good guy, like sex doesn't matter and it turns off. And then when you're in the privacy of your own bedroom, which their apartment has no doors. <laughs> I, just... I know, I know.
3: It's it's just and then oh god. Really? It's all so bad. Like and... how do
2: you have sexy time in that apartment? Like I just have them this like imagine like Emma just sitting there in her bed across the room, like wide eyed staring at the ceiling and across the room, like you hear like faint moans, and she's just like, Oh my god. It was so much easier when she was just my best friend. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I know, and that's why she she knew about her one night dance. (laughs) That's why she should have moved out of the house and moved in with Regina and took Henry. Because it's a big mansion. What the hell?
2: I I, I always wonder about the upstairs. We've still yet to see the upstairs of that loft. I want to know what's up there. It's like the tiniest little thing. Like I don't want to make a big scene of that, but like one time I want to see the upstairs of their freaking loft. It's crazy. That whole thing is...
0: I think it's one bedroom.
2: In that case, I would just, I would just go so open. up there and
0: cuddle up with Henry and be
2: like, it's mommy sometime. Oh, what's grandpa and grandma doing? They're playing games. Oh, I want to play oh, games. God. <laughs> oh, God. it's bedtime.
3: <laughs> I would love it if we could just see, like, the version of once that would be on cable. Just one time. They, just hey, to they see. They did
0: come home to them knocking boots. I know, magic. but of all
3: the people in the show that have to watch Have Sex, like, those two? Or, like, no. God, would really? Would you
0: rather r- watch Rumple have sex?
3: Really? <laughs> Maybe. See, I
2: I totally like you know Josh and Jenny are like my, my real life OTP. Like as much as I say I want to like stroke Josh and Alice's arms, that's all. I just like want to touch them because like I'm an arms girl. I just want to be like, ah, okay, go get married. Like I like I I totally ship them and I think they're the most adorable couple ever. So I I would be okay with watching them have sex. <laughs> they're they're like. <laughs> Right there. Oh my god, I just imagined like the one time Adam would be like I'm gonna listen to Hope's show, you know, cause I like her opinions, and then he gets oh, the rest part god, of the yeah. podcast. Yeah, I, I think,
3: think they're like duller than paint together, but you know what? I They have to talk about this in the writer's room. If this show was on cable, Ugh. and it was like Game of Thrones, it would be great to, to see who all hooked up with who. And who died. And, and who died, and... You know, I, I really, really, really wanted to see that one
2: and stand between Will and Mary Margaret. Same. I was actually very much in the boat of wanting Mary Margaret to get knocked up from that one night stand.
3: We did see the sex scene between Mulan and, and Aurora. I, I don't know <laughs> if people really realized that that, that was what that, that scene was where she was putting her heart in her chest. I was like, come on. I was and the five year old that went boop touch. have never done this before. Oh,
0: what is this? Okay, I'm sorry, but you close your eyes. That was a sex scene. And that sounds like a, like a, a porn it was like are you sure i've ever done this before no and oh i have a good
2: one who do you think out of everybody in Storybrooke, are actually the kinkiest characters whether or not they're like open about being kinky or they're closet kinky characters regina
3: hook and regina i think emma's actually pretty kinky i think emma likes to masquerade as vanilla like her mother but i think whale is yeah, Guys, I'm well it's better
2: than my shirt here. I know, it's great. It's fun. <laughs> I I actually I kinda think Archie too. Ooh, really? It's always the quiet, the quiet ones hands. and he's a he's a psychologist.
0: <laughs> we literally said the same thing.
2: <laughs> and he's a psychologist, man. He could get into your head. Mm.
0: And he knows he's probably read quite a few books.
2: And he's redheaded, man. Those gingers are cray. Ooh, I would love to have it. <laughs> Take me over his knee.
3: God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I'm gonna. Oh God! I'm th- th- thinking of Emma. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Bree's> losing her <laughs> shit oh, over God, here. Who? I was just thinking. I was like Emma. And she's like Emma. Pretends to be Vanilla. I was like, I have to go work on my thing. You oh, know, is that what you're gonna do? About
2: this. Are you gonna be thinking about like Emma being Vanilla and then? Archie being the cherry on top? No, hell no.
0: <laughs> no, 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 that's a ship I could never do. <laughs>
2: See, I like Red Cricket. I think, I think Archie Red surprises Cricket. Ruby and is actually like, like a sex god in bed. That, that would be. You know what? That's a
3: cute little couple.
2: I think that's cute- why I can't really get into Frank because, like, from day one, I wanted Archie and Ruby together. Oh, man. God, I love my mad whale.
3: Uh, oh. Ruby is so shippable, and that's I the know. thing about that character. She's shippable. Yeah, there's a lot of music.
2: <laughs> What's your favorite crack ship? I don't think I've ever asked you guys this.
3: Is oh, it a crack? Well, wait a minute. I was going to say Cora and Rumpel, but that's not a crack ship. No, and that you a war- ship. You were hardcore behind I that love show. that. I'm behind that.
0: Oh, man. um, Mine would be Regina and Objects. Spoons, <laughs> apples. Is, is that
2: what she uses? You know, for like the, the Swan Queen thing, she like uses spoons and
0: apples. <laughs> no, it's just she has chemistry with even like in um, you know, she's got a damn can chem- She's got damn chemistry with a spoon when she's like t- um in uh, what's that episode? Skin Deep. She's like <laughs> licking the spoon. She's like she died. I'm like what?
4: I'm oh, okay, my correction. That-
0: my real crack ship would have to be. It's
3: like terrible porn. Mine is gonna be so wrong, but you go ahead.
0: Rumple and David.
3: <laughs> Ew. Oh god. Oh, god.
0: Rumple and Jefferson.
2: <laughs> Ew. You know? You know? I actually thought about that before in like a mentor student sort of way. <clears throat>
4: Those yeah.
2: <laughs> those are some of my actually this might sound terrible, but like student teacher relationships, like mentors to students, are some of my like most those fascinate me. Like not like a you well, should this ask is, me about like, that. Yeah, like not like in a this is a hot sort of way, as in like it's a very interesting dynamic and like what happens like when the student starts
3: getting up to the master level. Oh, mm, mm, that sounds like season three, Emma and Regina there. I think, uh, you know, it's going to be some student,
0: I think some student teacher. Emma is going to be a student of magic in
3: more ways than one. Okay, what's your crack ship? Okay, my crack ship, and you know what? I don't care, people. I don't care. This exists outside of any morals that you may all have. It, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. And it is, it is Snow and Regina. Okay? That is my crack ship. That was your crack ship before you knew ah. they were related. I don't care. It's a crack ship. That's... Ah, it is. Th- they would be hot <laughs> together. I had. I occasionally get the snow Regina feels there. I told you it was wrong, but the internet doesn't doesn't disagree with me.
4: What I was say. <laughs> so <that's
3: laughs>
0: right. The
3: best that, crack that ship. That should be the
0: last line of of her show. And what's wrong? But the internet doesn't necessarily disagree.
3: And
2: <laughs> <laughs> I um. So my OTP is Mad Whale, I wanted to be Canon, but my Crack Ship, and I've only, like, talked to, like, five other people online who love this ship with me, and they're actually, my second OTP is Charming Whale.
0: Okay, I can, I can, I can see it. I, in fact, it was a little, there was a little bit of that... Mm-hmm. In I, some of the episodes, yeah. There's a
2: few episodes where they're like inches from each other's faces, and I just want to be like, come up behind them and just kind of push their heads together, and then like push <laughs> their faces together, and then like Jeez. make some butt touch. <laughs> <laughs> my
3: My runner up would actually be David and Hook. Oh, I, 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 I love the Davy that.
2: Jones ship. The Davy yeah. Jones ships are so good. Oh, that's what's called the Davy Jones yeah. ship? Yeah, because yeah, I, it's David I really like yeah. Jones; It's the Davy Jones ship. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, my absolutely, like, silly, stupid favorite one is Flook, which is Floor and Hook. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like Regina
3: and Spoons, yeah. it's the same thing.
2: And then Henry and Cinnabon, that's my other favorite crack chip.
0: Oh, yeah, Henry and Cinnabon. No, it's going to
2: hell because in one of my gift things, my gift reactions, I compared Henry to Louis C.K., <laughs> Oh, really? Do you know who <laughs> Louis C.K. is?
0: Yeah. Oh, she loves him. Love it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because he has that one thing where he's talking about, like, when you go to Cinnabon, okay, I'm about to swear, and I'm about to use a word, okay, I gotta give a thing. I'm about to use a word that I absolutely hate, and I'm about to, uh, like, I, I cannot say this word, and it does not reflect any of my own personal views, but Louis C.K. says when you go to Cinnabon and you eat with the jizz icing on top that you turn into a fat faggot.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my great. god
2: and so like when i compared like henry to Louis ck i had a moment of going oh my god i just compared an 11 year old to Louis ck and this whole like jizz on top of the bun thing oh and, my god ew and i was like i'm gonna go to hell there's a special place for hell just for me just waiting for me
3: and me, and everybody else in the fandom.
2: But, like, you're not, like every time I see a Cinnabon, I always think of, like, Henry going, Cinnabon! And then I think of
0: Louis C.K., and I'm like, oh, my God.
3: <laughs> but I think that's acceptable. I think I just I, <laughs> I I think, think, we'll I, just think
0: I want Cinnabon.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: I think that's about, you know, because there's always stuff that I never get to my notes, and that's totally okay. Um, that'll be for next time. Um. Yeah. So, where can people find you guys? You know, ending on the whole,
3: jizz cinnabon note. The jizz cinnabon note. Where can,
2: wow, can I get my cinnabon. little pony to jizz
4: cinnabon?
2: <laughs> that was um. Maybe maybe that's what Archie does with Emma. He jizzes his own cinnabons and the feeds
3: <laughs> Oh God.
2: Hope, <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> no, this is my podcast. Damn it. Oh, oh my God, you. girls. We need to have like an entire just like not safe for work special one day where we just like What's talk
3: about pictures. <laughs> what? Oh no, there's a lot more we can talk oh, about. Oh
2: god. Oh yeah, okay. it's like just put ships together and make up head cannons on the spot because I I want to see what happens like, of a uh, head cannon with David and Prince James together. Mmm, twincest. Ooh. <laughs> <Ew. laughs>
0: okay, they can find us another son. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hope is like, I'll see your stepmother, stepdaughter incest and give you to incest. I like it. I, I like it. Like,
2: uh, or on host club or on high school host club. That's
0: what I blame. I like oh it. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. They can find us on other side of the mirror.com and they can, they can watch us on Twitter. I will definitely be taking over the Twitter and that is the other side ones. Oh my gosh. Um, um, I I know you
2: guys have planned like uh, doing a bunch of little summer projects so even though you guys have been kind of late on the summer, are these still things like once we get into the new season, you'll post these later on then?
3: Actually, we will be posting soon this summer. We've got one episode in the can, we've got another episode we want to do. We've started watching some of the shows that other people on once are in so we can talk a little bit about their other projects and why we like them and don't like them but mostly why we like them
0: yeah i have, I have a list of notebooks
3: and, and i have
0: a list of things in the notebook of show topics
3: in about two and a half weeks we will have a vacation where we can actually do podcasts i hope of Cause i want to know
2: of... what you guys are doing like this big secret podcast because like dear listeners that uh, earlier in the summer at the end of the season they were taking song playlists and they said yes. it was a project and i
0: still don't know what it is Oh yeah, you can work on that this week while I do work.
3: <laughs> I will try to while I do my work. But yes, it's been a little crazy with the yeah. workload. But we yeah. we're getting back to normal. And like I said, vacation brie coming up. Vacation. That's I don't
2: right. with the music podcasting. Oh, I want to know. Oh, it's song. gonna
3: be so much fun. And please send and us your podcast. Can you tell me after this, and
2: I'll just keep it secret.
3: No. Keep <laughs> <Yeah>. it.
2: <laughs> Not <laughs> really? oh, my damn podcast. Thanks for watching Hope of All Trades. No, um, thank you, ladies, so much for being on my show. I real I always enjoy talking with you guys. You guys are my like favorite
3: ladies. Uh, no oh, problem. We had an absolute blast. This was great for us. We're, it was so much fun. Uh,
0: yeah, sorry, I had a little bit of a headache, so it was hard getting started. We are
3: super excited about November. I'm
2: so excited about November. You guys don't even know.
3: I keep telling her we're going to have a huge party. I'm
2: not going to have so, a huge yes,
3: party. Yes, we are. We are having a I'll, huge
4: party.
1: I'll we will. I'll bring all
2: my once upon a time teas and I we can have tea parties too. Oh. <laughs> we can have a mad tea party! Guys, let's have a mad tea party. Alright, alright.
3: It's the okay. only tea party I could ever contemplate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as always, my name is Hope Molinax. Thank you so much. You can follow me at Hope Molinax on Twitter. Feedback from the show, oh my god, I fucking forgot my email address. What is it? <laughs> no, because I okay, guys. I never get feedback for my show. No one ever emails me or leaves me reviews on iTunes, so I never remember. And I always get become a sad panda because no one ever does this, and it makes me sad. But um, so I never actually promote myself. Uh, feedback for the show can go at hope at two true freaks dot because we are a part of the two true freaks podcast. Uh, if you want, leave me a review in uh, iTunes, and I'll get back to you guys. And that's all I have. Um. All right, well, thank you, ladies, so much for talking with me and chatting with me.
3: All right, let's soon talk time. again soon, Hope. Thanks. Have a good
2: night. Yeah, I'm always open to podcasting whenever you guys are open, and we can just shoot the shit and talk about sexy things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Very illuminating. All right,
2: bye. Bye, guys. Hey, you guys. Once again, I'm giving a little closing intro for my ending song. I'm using the enemies again, just like I did in my last Once Upon a Time show. In case you missed it then, the reason why I'm using The Enemies is because it's the band that Colin O'Donohue helped form 10 years ago. Like I said earlier in the show, he's not a part of the band anymore, but Johnny and Ronan are still precious babies, and I adore them, and they're fantastic guys, and I love you guys so much. I adore you. I can't wait to meet you and hang out and have beers together. I am using Smile. It is their brand new single, and the reason Smile is so important is because, one, it's a really great song. I love this song. And number two... All the proceeds, when you buy Smile as a single on their website, which I'll have a link in the show notes, all the proceeds goes to Down Syndrome Ireland. Down Syndrome Ireland is a national voluntary organization supporting people with Down Syndrome and their families. And they have twenty-five branches nationwide, nationwide being Ireland. It supports three thousand five hundred members through professionally staffed nationwide in twenty-five local branches in Ireland. And from what I gathered, they're nonprofit, and so they you know they have such a great organization. They've helped so many people, and Johnny and Ronan have teamed up with them, and I really would love to see more work in the future and yeah. So here's Smile from the Enemies. Johnny Ronan, I can't wait to talk to you again, and yeah. Enjoy, and once again, thank you so much for listening to Hope of All Trades. I will see you next time. My name is Hope Malinux. Have a great day, guys. I can't help but smile.
1: I'm smiling now. Smiling when you're near. Smile from ear to ear. You make me happy. You make life fun you make a great day a better world you add shine with the stars that shone and turn